this week's episode, Austin and Tim travel back in time to November 5th, 1955, having a seven-movie marathon, watching Kirk Douglas in an adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey called Ulysses, Alfred Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief, Stanley Donan's energetic and problematic musical Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, the non-musical Three Coins in the Fountain, the widescreen phenomenon Cinerama Holiday, Janet Lee and Jack Lemmon in the dancerific My Sister Eileen, and Audie Murphy in his autobiographical World War II film To Hell and Back. Wonderful singing, breathtaking dance numbers, heart-pounding action, nail-biting suspense, sweeping romance, and sweeping landscapes, technical difficulties, and some not-very-okay kidnapping. This is all coming up next here on Film Geek Time Machine. and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. Timothy Kaiser! Ooh, the other Timothy this time. I heard, I've said that numerous you, times. You I surprise you, you every do. time when I say, <laughs> I, Tim, I'm sorry, Timothy John Kaiser. Oh, thank you. Named after my, my grandfather, Belmer Kaiser. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Austin Charles Kennedy. Charles? Uh, that's my dad's name. Anyways, hello, welcome. Uh, this is the podcast where I have a time machine. And I go back in time, and I bring Tim with me, right? Yes. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> You've been kidnapped. Numerous times to watch movies with you. Yeah, and what I like to do, because I'm a film geek, I want to go back in time to see movies. I usually pick random dates, um, and then what with me and Tim will do, we'll pick each three or four movies, and then we'll go and see them in a six or sometimes, like this episode, seven movie marathon, and then we'll come back, and then we get on uh, the computer and talk about it. We that's, do. That's what that's, we do. And thanks for describing podcasts. <laughs> and, yeah, so hey, this we're, time... Hey, we're two white middle-aged men. We're podcasters. Yay! Weird. So, November 5th, 1955, and my brother came up with the idea for it because of Back to the Future. Because we're morons. Because that we should have thought of that for the first season. But, anyways, November 5th, 1955, that's the day that uh, Doc Brown says that he developed the idea for yes. time travel. It's not he, the day... Of, it's not that we get to dance. That would be the next Saturday. I think he says he invented time travel. Yeah, because he thought of the flux capacitor right, to get the image. Because he was on the toilet and he fell, right? The day was, of the dance... Would be the next Saturday. Which was like 11.04 at night when the lightning struck or something? Yeah, so it'd be like... So that would be November 12th then, probably, yeah, well, would be the next... <laughs> go back. A lot of the same movies, though, but... Can't go to 2015. I, we could go to 2015, but... We it, can, but we're just not going to tell you movies we saw. Because it's they, boring. Because they saw... They seem like yesterday. Because all the movies in 2015 were garbage. Right. Well, part of the reason, and I don't, I don't know if I've gotten this too much, but part of the reason why I really want to also do this podcast is just, I'm a big film geek, and I just became really, in the past 10 years, pretty disenchanted with more, most modern cinema. Not saying that there's not good movies. There's plenty of good movies coming out. But I'm just more interested in watching older films. I'm just, I'm just getting really kind of burnt out of the whole, not saying there's 
that they're all bad, but I'm getting tired of the whole superhero thing. Has things this and... podcast experience taught you the lesson that when you go back in time, they're also also mostly bad? No, I don't <laughs> think so. No, no. Out there. no. We actually even kind of try to pick ones that we think are going to be good. You try, you try to. And then try periodically, to. oh, that one's real sucks. But when we went to 1960, there's only one I didn't like. That's five movies. That's good movies. Yeah, That's, I, I think I like that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah. This time we did pick seven movies, but before we go into what we picked, uh, let's talk about the time period that was out. So I have the little billboard chart. So it doesn't really have like the top 50 of the week. It just has the, the number one of the week, which would be Autumn Leaves by Roger Williams, which is an instrumental. I don't, I don't think um, Marty listened to that no. even once. Love is a Many Splendored Thing was very popular. Um, the Yellow Rose of Texas. But look, the next month would have 16 tons, and I know that song. 16 yes, tons. but those are not like thematic yeah. to the Back to the Future thing. And it was... They um, have the rock and the rolls. Well, the rock around the clock about two months ago was number one. Yes. So, um, so that was for still a, probably around. For a long time. Holy... Yeah. For two solid months. So that rock and roll was just kind of starting like this year, pretty much. Like just right now. So we're just kind of on the cusp of that. Otherwise, it was kind of a lot of boring music. That was out. It was at all. The time. I mean, Yellow Rose Texas, great song. It's, it's just fine. not one that we think of that for Back to the Future. No, no. Yeah, well, the song that we were talking about was uh, what, the first song you hear when he goes back in time when he's in Hill Valley is Mr. Sandman, yeah, and I, that's not on here. I mean, but, we don't know. We, I we, mean, we can't see past like the top three, so no, we really don't no. know how well it did. No, and then um, the popular television shows I Love Lucy. The $64,000 question was yeah. the number one of this mm-hmm. a television season. Then there was a scandal. Oh, yes. Yes, there was. Uh, yes. There's a movie about that. Quiz show. If we travel through time, we might end up seeing. Oh, yeah. Good Quiz movie. show, yeah. The Ed Sullivan Show, Disneyland Show, Jack Benny. So a lot of variety shows. You bet your life. Um, Dragnet was on there. The Dragnet, Red Skeleton Dragnet Show. Dragnet was around in 55? Yeah. That's right. It was around. Yeah. I, think I think 54. That, I, I think it went away for a while. Then it came back in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It did come back in the 60s, yes. Honeymooners, Perry Como oh, yeah. Show, Adventures of Robin Hood. Well, that's actually lower than I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was the TV shows back then. So, now I'm going to pull up the newspaper of November 5th, 1955, and tell you what all the other films that were out that we didn't see. So, one of them that we... That I kind of re- still wish I would have picked it was William Wyler's The Desperate Hours. I, re- I like director William Wyler, and I love Humphrey Bogart, so it's a thriller. Um, it was remade in 1990 with Anthony Hopkins... And Mickey Rourke, which okay. I didn't like. It was the director of The Deer Hunter that did it, which is weird. You didn't like it? No, I didn't. Oh, you haven't seen this version? No, I want to. I actually really want I'm to. I'm sure it exists. Um, Man with the Gun, Robert Mitchum. Uh, Trial with Glenn Ford, another Glenn Ford movie. Tomorrow is Too Late. Is that the name of the song? That's the, the name, name of the movie, I mean? It's the name of the movie, yeah. It's, okay. Well, it's a, it looks like it's an Italian film. Um, oh, Charlton Heston in Private War of Major Benson. The Left Hand of God, another Bogart movie. There's so there a was, couple of Left Hand of God yeah. ads in there. Um, let's see. Gentlemen Mary Brunettes, which was the unofficial follow-up to Gentlemen for Blondes. Also starring Jane Russell, but does not have Marilyn Monroe. Even though it. they both got married at the end of that movie. Right. <laughs> well, they're different characters, I believe, in this movie. Okay. Country Girl, which was nominated for Best Picture in 1954. To Paris with Love, who could have saw another yeah, Alec Guinness movie. Love, love. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Seven Little Foys with Bob Hope. The Sheep Has Five Legs. Starring Fernando. That, that was weird. We looked it up, if I remember. Yeah. We decided it was on the list of possibles, yeah. but we never saw it, though. Battle Taxi, which is just a fun name for the Battle movie. Battle Taxi. Um, Reap the that Wild Wind. That sounds like it's from the 90s, and it's some weird post-apocalyptic <laughs> fun movie. But I'm sure it's just something about no, I don't a know. cab driver trying the Egyptian, to make money. Um, 
Pete Kelly's Blues, we would have had another, would have Jack Webb, but another Janet Lee film. Mm, okay. Well, not as a stranger, another Robert Mitchum. There's a lot because so, movies were in were all over the place. Blackboard Jungle, which I've actually never seen. That's the Sydney well, Poitier. Well, too we'll bad um, you're never going to see forward. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back in time. Never. <laughs> I put my foot down. Austin. So the movies that we did pick, so we. We worked it out where we're going to be seeing the first one was at 11 a.m. and the last one was a midnight screening. So we got to see seven movies when we went back in yes. time. Thanks, Austin. To November fun. 5th, 1955. Seven movies. It's so much fun. Seven movies. The first one we picked was Ulysses, which was uh, based off of Homer's The Odyssey. Yep. And it's not the Ulysses you think it is. It's Kirk Douglas. Yeah, but I mean, there's a. It's not Ulysses. <laughs> it is Ulysses, but it's Odysseus. Yeah. It's the Latin Odysseus. Yes. And then uh, then we did uh, Hitchcock's uh, To Catch a Thief with uh, Cary yeah. Grant and Grace Kelly. Two These next two movies were, it was a double feature. They were both nominated in 1954 for Best Picture. Oh, really? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers oh. and Three Coins in a Fountain. I think you they were both mentioned that movies. they were like a double feature musical and then uh, the second was on musical. <laughs> Well, get into that. Yeah, I thought it was too, actually. And then, um, then we saw Cinemarama Holiday. So this was um, the uh, uh, the latest craze, which we'll get into. I'll explain what Cinemarama is. Travel log documentary. And then the last two movies were My Sister Eileen with Jack Lemmon in a supporting role. The last movie we saw was the one that uh, Tim was pretty adamant about watching, which was uh, Audie Murphy to Helen Back, which is. The true story of Audie Murphy's life of him in World War II. Starring Audie Murphy. Starring himself, yeah. So that was... Had you never seen it? I've this? never seen it. I knew about it, but I, I just never, yeah, never got I'd around never to seeing it. Either. The only uh, two that I saw were uh, To Catch a Thief and Seven Brides. Those are the two that okay. I've seen before. But to Helen back was like Universal's... I think it was Universal. Our... RKO, I guess, maybe. Whatever. It was RKO. Well, was no, their... that was the RKO Theater. Okay, it was... But I don't was, know what it was. I think it was Universal. It was their biggest, most be. profitable picture until Jaws 20 years later. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was Universal, yes. Universal Pictures. Okay, so our first movie is Ulysses. And this was an Italian uh, production, meaning it was mostly dubbed, or it was all dubbed. Kirk Douglas yeah. and Anthony Quinn... Um, provided their own voices, but everyone else was yeah, dubbed by but they, someone were you else. Still, even dubbed afterward, and you could tell. Right, there was like right, but it was their own voices. There, though. I assume there were microphones there, so, and there is probably an Italian version of this movie. Yeah, there is. There is an the Italian US, version here in the U.S. It was the dubbed version. And yeah, and I'm not sure how they did because I know when they started doing the Italian westerns in the '60s, they would just shoot without sync sound. And then they would oh. just redub anyways. They okay. wouldn't even record the dialogue. I mean, they would have them say their stuff, but they, it was it was non-sync sound. It makes sense to do that it. because yeah. they're going to end up doing that for the English yeah. audiences anyway. But I don't know if they did that. Money comes from. But I don't know if they did that with this movie or not. Anyway, so yeah, this is very loosely based on Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, so it kind of starts off where you see uh, Ulysses' young wife, who is all these suitors are trying to woo her because Ulysses has been gone for a few years now. <laughs> After uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, I don't was know. Was it several years? I don't know it's, how many years. Uh, in the in the C twenty. Okay, okay. <laughs> Long and last time. She does not want to get married, but she's like she's kind of like under the pressure. She's like, I she guess I'm going to. She still believes her husband is alive and coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been gone for 20 right, years, right, right. and he basically went across the street to fight a war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just got on the, you know, he got on the Mediterranean Sea, and then went somewhere, right. went to Troy, yeah. and then never came back. She goes, he's fine. Right. <laughs> so fine. He, they kind of, so they, well, they kind of had the story guy, like, tell a tale of him, and they, you get to see the Trojan horse and all that stuff in flashbacks. But then you see him washed up on, on, uh, on shore in some island, 
And this Princess Nausicaa finds him, falls in love with him, and says, hey, let's get married. And he gets the approval of, every, of like the parents and everything, the king and queen. Right before he's going to get married, he flashbacks pretty much yeah. like he what happened amnesia. in the past 20 years. He has full-blown yeah. amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just remembers. Yeah, by looking out and, the sea or something. And by remembers yeah, yeah. is 40 minutes of the Odyssey. <laughs> and then he has remembered, and so he goes, yeah. by the way, I've been Ulysses this whole time. You know that guy you talked? Because they talked about Ulysses a whole bunch of times. Oh, because he, he does that where he fights the, the gladiator yeah, guy. Because he wins yeah, like, yeah, some yeah, big yeah. fight, yeah, and they're yeah. like, holy shit, that guy's really strong. But not as strong as Ulysses. Nobody's as strong as Ulysses. <laughs> Nobody. And he goes, by the way, I'm fuck you, I'm Ulysses. Okay? <laughs> How am I going to prove it? I can murder you all if I want to. Okay? <laughs> Which he proves at the end of the movie. So yes. so what happens is, during this flashback, you see all the adventures that you would come to know. They have the Cyclops, where, you know, the Cyclops is eating his people, and he's trying to yep. get some drunk with wine, stab his eye out. Uh, the part with the sirens, where he gets seduced by the sirens and pretty much kills the rest of his men because he's just well, because they all go on the ship and this and the sirens kind of the well, no, he he they they he gets strapped to the bow. Oh yeah yeah yeah, is what he he does it so he can hear the siren song. No, but after they which get... is really cool because the siren song <laughs> is fucking horrible. I mean, for reasons yeah, it in, is, in, yeah. in reasons the siren song isn't a thing you want to hear. No 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 no, it no. makes you actively insane. No. But he still wants to hear it because no, it's but curiosity. Because the, all the people want to leave and uh, the island, and he's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, you know, saying oh, they should leave. Oh, that's Cersei. That's different. Oh, that's, that's different. different. That's different. I was, getting, turns, all, I was getting all mixed up in this movie. Really? <laughs> a little bit. You must, I guess you just didn't know about the Odyssey. Not so much, I, I'm no. going to tell you, I, I actually enjoyed the shit out of no. this movie. Oh, I actually didn't like it. Because um, I knew the Odyssey, and okay, I'm watching, holy okay. shit, this thing just, this is the fucking Odyssey. <laughs> it, it did it. He just never called him Odysseus. They use every other name yeah. that I already knew. Yeah. They say Cersei. They say they even say like I said. They say Achilles. But then, oh, you, Ulysses, this, and I'm like, just say Odysseus, you assholes. Okay? <laughs> so what ends up happening? You know, eventually, he gets his memory fully restored, and so he reveals his identity. And then for some reason, he just goes back to his his home island, and then he's like. He doesn't reveal he's Ulysses. He full Kevin Costner or, or, or Errol oh, yeah. Flynn's Robin Hood it. And I'm like, I'm going to put a hood up for this contest. It's barely a disguise, but his <laughs> fucking wife doesn't recognize no. him. But it's been 20 years. But his son did. His son did. But even though his son did. His son did. Does his son recognize him? His son's like, a, yeah, because remember, he's like, oh, the, he, well, he reveals to his son, he's, yeah, hey, I'm your dad. And yeah. he's like, okay. He just keep and then, him, I guess. So, Mostly because I'm like, I'm, right. I'm going to go kill all those but, guys. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then when he reveals himself, he kills all the suitors. Yes, this is the fucking Odyssey. You can't sit here and say, this movie's dumb. It's the act, this was, is a pretty accurate version of the Odyssey. Much more accurate than I expected. Wow. But well, then again, this is an Italian movie. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait, the Odyssey is basically their favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I You know, Kirk Douglas was, was okay. Like, he kind of is really good at playing like those kind of those self righteous like ah Ulysses and blah 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 and I'm like I don't know I just couldn't get into his character because I'm like he seemed like an asshole so well, it's weird it's so <laughs> it's it's just weird because I was sitting there going like I was so willing to suspend any disbelief because it's the Odyssey wow. the stupid shit there that happens yeah. in this they meet the fucking Cyclops who's actually a fucking giant he's fucking huge yeah, yeah and yeah. he actually looks pretty cool that was the my eye favorite is part amazing that was like, my favorite looking. that was my favorite part of the movie. The eye looks like it moves on occasion. Yeah, that like, was my oh, favorite. No, it doesn't. That was my favorite because part. Because there's no CG. They just did a good job of camera. No, that was shit. my favorite part of the movie. Um, But I, I laughed really hard at the end of the movie after he kills all the people. 
His son's like, I don't blame you. And I'm like, who else do you blame? Who else killed all those fucking people? After all those people yeah, are dead. Just, that, was, no, that part it, cracked me up. He's like, all, I don't blame you. This is all stuff from the Odyssey. So I'm like, okay, I can live with it because it's literally just Fair like, enough. you're stuck with it. the Odyssey. Granted, that sounds stupid because we literally re- we reviewed a Jesus movie and it did stupid shit because it was in the Bible. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. Maybe I just like the Odyssey more than the Bible. Probably, okay. probably. No, I just, I, I I thought it was kind of, with the exception of the Cyclops, I was kind of bored and didn't really care for it. I did like, uh, I, I, I did love... like Anthony Quinn as the okay. as the other guy yeah. that came in. Yeah, 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 was, yeah. I thought he was good. Like, when he, he was, was cool. like, when he was like. He's intimidating. He's just like, I'm going to win this. Well, also, too, when I'm... he was like courting, uh, you know, uh, Penelope, he's just like, all the stuff that he was saying, I'm like. It sounds pretty good to me. I mean, no, no, correct. I actually, and well, he basically kind of convinced her, and but right, then right. she's like, uh, "Here's this bow that only uh, that only Ulysses can, can do, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and if you can bend it, and actually he does kind of bend it a little bit, not enough. I mean, to actually bow the string on it, but he none of the other guys are even close. Okay, they don't even fucking budge the thing. I mean, it's maybe maybe for me, maybe it's just U- Ulysses is just the Odyssey is just something that maybe is undaptable to without being ridiculous it's all ridiculous <laughs> it is the odyssey no no you can adapt without being yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's called we're brother for arthur or oh, brother, that, that was awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. the odyssey right well based they, in fact after it was made they i think they said that they didn't they never read the odyssey they just read the cliff notes and that's all you need right? Right? I mean, if you're going to adapt it the way they did that's yeah, 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 yeah yeah you just say oh you gotta have sirens in there okay and blah 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 now granted in that the sirens in that are just they just somehow live through it. Okay, <laughs> the reason they live through it is they they put a bunch of wax in all the oh, men's ears and shit. Did you notice? I, I just for some of my notes that when they first get on the island and you see all the the Italian women, you could like see through their clothes. I was just like, um, that's... I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like 1954. I was no, like, holy it's, shit, it's, it's Italy. It's, it's not the wow. fuck. It's not Hollywood. I know. First but of all, was... this is the only movie that was in three by four. Because they were behind the time. Yeah, so okay. yeah, so in 1955, things were starting to get over to Cinerama, Cinemascope, and this movie was in production for like two years. Yeah. And well, when they I'm, started production... Yeah, special effects and shit. Well, when sense. they started production, they started like in 52, I think. They were filming in the normal whatever aspect ratio, 4-3. Since then, well, during they were making the movie, it became... You know, widescreen was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was the thing to do. So, which just was basically even well later on we're going to talk about Cinemascope a lot. They talk about oh yeah, it was like two years earlier when Cinemascope went crazy. Yeah, but this is just a tech demo for Cinemascope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, when we get there, uh, but so yes, I'm sorry, I forgot. I do have one really weird note in. This. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the men are rowing. Okay, they also have a sail, so I'm like, uh, fucking pick, <laughs> pick, pick, pick one. Okay, yeah. But then when they're rowing the wrong way, they push the oar. Instead of pulling it? Oh, we, well, yeah. If you look at it, I'm like, uh, that's not how it fucking works. Learn how to fucking roll, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, is that how they did it back then? I didn't know. Yeah, I was, it's, <laughs> so to me, it was just kind of okay. I like the, the Cyclops and stuff. I'm probably going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a solid three. Wow! I you really, really was it? like, okay. I, I, okay. if I had seen this as a kid, this would be a four star. I would have fucking loved it. Yeah? Five stars, easy. And I'm like, because that Cyclops was fucking awesome. The, uh, that was, the sirens, that was really cool. the whole siren scene where he's tied to the thing so he can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, he actively says, no matter any orders I give, do not follow them. Because the sirens are going to make me say shit. The instant he hears sirens, take, let me away from here. The, the, my wife. Because the sirens are acting yeah. like they're his wife and kids. 
and yeah, stuff. Yeah, He's like, that's, that's, that's my wife! Let me out! Just turn the boat around and stuff. It's awesome. Well, I really like I'm, that. I'm glad you like that. I like that, and I also like the whole all the stuff with Cersei. It's only like 40 minutes of it is what we yeah. consider the Odyssey. Yes. The stuff before it and after it are in the Odyssey, but nobody gives a shit about the Odyssey. <laughs> well, that was Ulysses. That was Ulysses. There you go. Um, next one is To Catch a Thief. This is Alfred Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief. So he made this right after he made Rear Window. Okay. And I, here's the thing. I had never seen this one. I had, I've seen Rear Window. Yeah. And and then he made this. Um, this was probably right before uh, Trouble with Harry was the other one he made the same year. Um, oh, okay. Which was a comedy. Boy, he was cranking, and cranking then, up the movies. Oh, yeah. And then, well, next year he did the man, the remake of Man uh, Who Knew Too Much. Okay. Which he did which, the original. I mean, it's just a movie with the same name. It's not really much of a remake, right? It's, it's well, the, it's, I mean, because I've seen. It's similar. I should say I... Because he did both I of them. I watched the original. He did the original. And I'm yeah. like, why is this movie called this? There's nobody in this that yeah, knows yeah, too yeah. much. It, it, is, it is a lot different. <laughs> um, and then, uh, But then a few years later, he did, uh, with Cary Grant, again, North by Northwest. Yeah. So yeah. so this is pretty much right at the start of his Twilight era. Or yeah, whatever. when his, he went crazy. His last... and everybody was like, Hitchcock is fucking a super genius. Yeah, this was like... with like garbage, but he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so... To Catch a Thief, um, this is more of, I mean, I would say it's more of a romance than a thriller, yeah. to be honest, which is... I wanted it to be more of a thriller. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Yeah, it's definitely, the thriller is definitely on the, yeah. the latter part of it. Um, but Cary Grant plays John Roby the Cat, who's this famous cat burglar that was before the war. He was, um, like, the best thief. Yeah, he's American, but he was yeah. in France, and he was a and cat then burglar. And then, well, then he, be, he kind of redeemed himself by working with the French resistance yeah. and stuff. And then well, he, he, like, broke out of prison, but then they said, yep. you don't have to go to prison because you helped us, like, yep. you know, free our country. So <laughs> then, since then, he has been retired living in, like, the biggest, craziest, fanciest villa. I don't know where his money comes from. Ever. Because he's like, I haven't stolen anything in so long. And I'm like, where's your money coming from, bro? <laughs> okay, you're rich. I don't know, maybe he invested in some, I don't know, but who knows. But what's happening is now there are a bunch of robberies and, and burglaries that are happening again. All the signs are showing that it is John Roby. And what it is, is it's a copycat. It's a frame-up. It's a frame-up. So someone is copy copying the way that he does his crimes. And so yeah. he is determined. The, the cops are kind of after him, but he kind of flees the cops. And then he goes to the um, his contacts from the French and tries to figure out who is doing this. And so he gets talks to some insurance guy who give me a list of all your uh, clients who are rich. Yes. And so he goes to this... Um, all the potential ho- targets. Yes. This hotel inn, and that's where he runs into Grace Kelly and his mom. Yeah, love and interest. And uh, Jesse Royce Landis. She's she, awesome. She's super awesome. She no, she she's played... Super cool she played... Um, four years later, she played Cary Grant's mom in North by Northwest, even though she was a couple years younger than Cary Grant. Anyways. <laughs> See how that works. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She actively looks like she's old enough to be her mom in this. Yeah. But she also, like, mm, she, shouldn't she be hitting on Cary Grant? Yeah, <laughs> it was more age-appropriate. Yeah, very much. Sure. <laughs> but, but she's, like, trying to set her up with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's good-looking, but, you know... He's more for you. <laughs> but anyways, well, Grace Kelly is, she seems like that she hasn't really had to work ever in her life. And no. kind of thing. She's like inherited a bunch and of And she kids. seems she could get any guy that she wants. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous in the movie. And the costume that she wears in this movie are just astounding by Edith Head. She's distractingly um, attractive. Yeah, right. Movie. She's so, but she's also, I think she's really good in the movie too. Oh yeah, she's pretty really good. Like what I really liked about it was because 
she figures it out pretty much that that's John Roby the cat. Yes. And but she's playing that she that she's playing it along. That is a great scene when she just like when she reveals, reveals to him. she's like, Oh, you're John Roby the cat or and he's like, What are you talking about? And she's having the twins like, Well, so what's our next thing? Can we uh take yeah. you know, and she's like and he's like, No, I'm not doing it anymore and she doesn't believe him. But then when her mom's jewels goes missing, then that's when she's like, Okay, give him back. This isn't funny yeah. anymore. Um and he's like, I haven't done it. So because I mean they eventually I, I wouldn't still be here. That's right. not how the cat works, moron. They eventually, <laughs> John Roby eventually gets her to kind of help him uh, get the real thief. Also, there's something with um, one of the French people and then the French uh, guy's daughters. Yeah, um, who's apparently a teenager, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a teenager. Danielle. Danielle. It seems to me this, like yeah. they also talk like she did shit back in the war, and I'm like, she probably she had to have been like. Ten or something. Uh, it must have been like three because they keep acting, acting like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's seventeen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, and she's always constantly flirting with John Roby, even though you know he's yeah. not super interested. Really, I don't think. No, because he he's one of those things where I knew you when you were a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut yeah, yeah, up, yeah. okay? So, um, and then eventually leads to like a confrontation that he, you know, of uh, they're at this big final ball where they think the the cat is going to strike or the fake cat. Yes. And then so then so they have this big plan to Cuz he yeah. has Sherlock Holmes his whole like, you know, I know where the next thing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a, they're trying to be me and this is what I would do. So yeah. So those of you looking for, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's normal kind of thrills is not this isn't that type of movie. It doesn't really have uh, I mean, that, there's a couple suspenseful sequences, but they're yeah, minor. They're it minor. is I was like I was like, hmm haven't actually been like concerned for anybody in this movie no but i will say this this is i would say it's a good movie. one of his most most romantic films yeah the the scene when the fireworks are going off both uh carrie grant and grace kelly are in the room and it's yeah. dark and the fireworks are going and just the closer he gets and she finally wars jewels for the first time to entice oh, him. yeah yep and and she's just like he loves his jewels yeah and she knows. that scene is is actually sexy I mean, it's a sexy scene, and I really, really like that. And then the scene at the end in the ballroom where Grace Kelly's wearing that gold dress. Like, yeah. it is unbelievable. It does. <laughs> the movie does a good job of you don't know who the thief is. Yeah. Because there's like a, there's like a fake guy. Yeah, There's yeah. a guy that you're supposed to believe is him. Yes. And, yeah. and Cary Grant even looks at the guy a couple of times, and you're like, is that the guy? I'm like, it's just a guy. Why would we think it's him? And, and I like, like some of the... Like, it's an old movie. Maybe it's him. Okay. I also like one, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, too, is when uh, Cary Grant is talking to Danielle, the, the teenager, teenager yeah. where they're swimming. And then Grace Kelly comes up, and they have oh, a yeah. confrontation. The, the, the teenager is, like, lying on this floating thing. Yeah. Trying to be all sexy. Yeah. And I'm, like, and not failing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I I, that's why I'm, like, I don't think she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want her to be one. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, like, lying there, and then I'm, like, and he swims out there to talk to her. And I'm, like, uh, does he think Grace Kelly can't see him? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like in the middle of the ocean. She comes right she out and she's just like, "Oh, what's going on what's here?" Going on here, talking to this teenager, blah blah blah. And I'm like, uh, "Just like chick I know." <laughs> but then she's like, "Oh, look at these old lady." Like, pretty much called Grace Kelly uh, like an old yeah. lady. I'm like, uh, uh, "I think she's like six months older." Than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've seen this movie many, many times. It's a classy movie. I Cary Grant is very good in the movie. He's classing it up. I think Grace Kelly's really good. 
I really like John Williams, a different John Williams. John Williams plays the insurance guy, and I really yeah. liked him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's, he's really the cool. Brit- very British. There is a thing in the final like confrontation yeah, thing yeah, yeah, at yeah, the ball. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy in that big outfit. that's yeah. I'm like, is this black race? I don't know what that is. It's like it, a costume. It's of some sort. yeah, right? and it's just a. And you're yeah. supposed to think it's Cary Grant. It's Cary Grant. Yeah, and then he takes it off, and it's the insurance guy, and I'm like, oh. And then the cuss to Curry Grant being on the roof the whole time. Because yeah. it's like, that's where the cat's coming from. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that makes more sense. That's, that's kind of cool. That's where he would be. And then the cat does show up. The uh, the new cat. Yeah. Spoiler, the, the teenage girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and she's been doing this because she's been mad about the sh- what has happened to her dad. Because yeah. her dad, like, died. Or well, he sick. killed it. Yeah. Dad. No, dad. I don't know why she was doing it before, but no. Her dad was the one that ki- got killed. Yeah. That night. with. Yeah. He's got that weird silver thing in his hair. It's silver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got killed, and she got really mad, even though... And she goes, you did all this. And I'm like, uh... And then at the end, I'm I like... I think they were doing it together. I think her and her dad were... You. You've been the cat the whole time. Right, but I think her dad knew. I think they were kind of working yes. together. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah, I, yeah. There's no way her dad didn't know. Yeah. Her dad is too was too super... <laughs> was definitely in on this and was also a crook. And if you look at <laughs> uh, this little poster, I, th- that's actually one of my favorite shots in the movie, is when... Oh, yeah. When, uh, you, you're like, hey, the cat's up on the roof, and... Everyone looks up, and Cary Grant's kind of in the shadows, but his back's facing the camera, and then everything is light uh, in front of well, him. Well, the it's first just, time you see the cat shot. in those things, too, you, they don't show you who it is. No. Yeah. You don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of usage of cats it's themselves, too. Like, yeah. early on, when they show you the, the opening scene is the cat steals some stuff. Yeah. But then they would cut to an actual cat, like, on the roof right yeah, next yeah, to the yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... What, what I love about the movie, too, the titles open up, and it has this, like, really bright musical, like, uh, it sounds like it's going to be, like, a romantic comedy, and then as soon as it says directed by Alfred Hitchcock, all of a sudden it cuts to a woman screaming, ah! and, like, and then the music switches, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, here we go. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a really enjoyable, kind of a romance movie, especially, um, I, the, the strong point for me is all the interplay between Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. Their stuff together, their scenes together, their chemistry is pretty dang good. Yeah, they're good in the film, and I love the ending because it ends with you know they catch the thief and everything, and then Cary Grant just takes off, and Grace Kelly is racing after him, and then she shows up at the house, and the and this is where you live, and then you know they they hug and embrace, and mother's gonna love it up here, and then oh. Cary Grant just kind of looks over and was like, what? You didn't like that. Uh, no, no, here's the thing. <laughs> I like this movie. Yeah. And But it's called To Catch a Thief. Yeah. I was more interested in that part where he was trying to catch a thief. Okay. And I'm like... Not as much the romance as I, I was. I the fucking romance. I, 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 I want to know who the bad guy is. I want to know all this shit. Although, you're right. Their chemistry's pretty good. Yeah. They're good. Everybody in it is really good. Mm-hmm. You just wanted more. I just suspense. wanted it to be... Because I've seen other Hitchcocks well, and, and, that are like and that's this edge of your seat. Because well, like, Rear Window... Will oh, fucking drive you crazy. Oh, that's okay. What, that's his, in my, for my money. That's his best movie. Yeah. Um. No, this isn't one of those types of movies, and I feel like that if if you're gonna watch this, just know going in that this isn't going to be as. There's a little bit of suspense in it, but it's mainly focused more on the romance. Yeah. And it does it really well. He does a really oh, good yeah. job with it. So I'm a three and a half on it because I've seen it many times and I just really like. I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think if I had if I watched it some more, knowing what I was going into, I'm like, oh. Okay, now I know. It's called to catch the thief, but ignore that part. Okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just a fun, delightful film and has really good cinematography. And oh yeah, it's it's good. It was mostly shot in the studio, but occasionally they would shoot on location. Yeah, there's some great on location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's funny because you, you would can also tell oh, there's a set now. Well, but it's a good set. They would show like the B-roll of like, oh, there's the set, and then when it would cut to them, oh, they're on a set. Oh, yeah. and now there's the location, yeah. and then there's the set. But that was pretty but common. There are times where they like, they're like on top of a, like a bluff or something. Yeah, yeah. Overlooking a city, and yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that is fucking phenomenal. And again, just to um, say this one more time, uh, as the as uh, Grace Kelly's mom, Jesse Royce Landis is. Really awesome. Oh, she is so good. In the movie, she's sassy. So and I love how she what doesn't care about her What you stuff mostly have to do is think Cary Grant is like 34. Not in reality, not in this movie. He was probably like 50 in this yeah, movie. But you have to think of him as being a guy who was in the war when he was like 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now he's like mid-30s. Yeah. It works then. Mm-hmm. You just, just imagine Cary Grant had a real rough 15 years and it looks real fucking old now. Okay? <laughs> So yeah, so that's To Catch a Thief. Next one, what I thought was going to be a musical double feature. Yeah, because you <laughs> lied to me, Austin I So, and I don't know if someone told me, but I, I just thought Three Coins and a Fountain no, was a musical. No, it makes sense like, to me. And actually, well, the song. we aren't even there yet. No. When we get to it, we'll talk more about that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay? All right, next one is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. This is directed by Stanley Donan, who was one of the co-directors of Singing in the Rain, the other director being Gene Kelly. Um, oh, okay. Did Singing in the Rain. But he started doing his own solo stuff. But I think Wait, he started as Wait, is this the a, one who's still alive or was alive recently? Because uh, it was like one of the Singing in the Rain guys was alive until very recently. In ni- 2019, yeah. yeah was, 94 yeah, years I, old. I remember that like a few years ago. And I, yeah. I saw like a trivia thing and they go, the director of Singing in the Rain is still alive. And I'm like... No, he's not. It's 2015. That was like, that was like millions of <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah, Stanley Donan. He's made some really good movies. I really like um, Charade and some other some other movies he made. He also made some pretty crazy movies. With In 1980, he made a sci-fi thriller called, with Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett called Saturn 3. I've heard of it. Holy shit. It. It's so bad. But it's funny. And Harvey Cattell's in it, and his voice is dubbed, and it's weird. 1980, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, it stars... Howard Keel and Jane Powell. And this is big, bright, huge musical with dance numbers and songs. Mm-hmm. And it is super misogynistic. Oh. But so so to a point where it becomes parody and spoof. Well, here's the weird thing about this movie. Yeah. You know how I will scream and give That's zero why I'm like, oh, movie. well. I'm going to tell you, I'm not giving this movie zero, zero stars. Yeah! Because... There's the first half of the movie that is three and a fucking half stars. <laughs> amazing is. And then there's a zero star second. No! And I'm like, one and a half stars. <laughs> so for me, this movie is the the, the misogyny and Wait, all the stuff in the movie. Dude, it's it, the misogyny is to the fucking next level. But okay? it's ridiculous to a point where I think it goes to spoof and a satire. Yes. That's how I feel about the I movie. I feel like if so you this did is, it in 1980, it'd be a spoof. So in this one, they're no, like, ah, oh, this is how you get in, married. In one, no. Because even they even call him out of them. Like, that's, you know, like. Oh, and, no, yeah. They're going to, like, lynch him. So when I saw this, my mom showed this to me. Because my this is one of my mom's favorite films. Growing up, she would go, like, now this isn't okay. Like, she was telling. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Kidnapping a woman and forcing yeah, her yeah, to marry yeah. you isn't okay? But she Weird, rea- Austin. But she realized also how ridiculous it was and just, it's. Silly, it's silly. Are you sure your mom didn't think it was okay? She's the one who brought you to radar movies when you were a fucking baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, backwoodsman Adam Pontipi, um, he's in town, and he's like, I'm going to get some groceries, and hey, do you get a woman under the counter? Because I want to get a wife. I want, yeah, he 
he went to town to get a wife. It's and one of the things he's shopping for. And right away the song, bless their beautiful hide wherever yeah. she may be. And I'm like, you're the one for me. This song is fucking phenomenal. I fucking love that song. This song is so fucking good. Even though this is one of those musicals where when the singing happens, it actively sounds like there's a record being played and their voices are nothing like their speaking voice. Like, is that the same guy? Well, well Howard Keel at this, because he just has that booming voice, oh, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. just how he sounds. And and before you know it, he meets Jane Powell, and he's just like, nope, just the right size. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, and full of sass. Yeah. <laughs> She's the girl for me. She's, she, yeah. So it's... he pretty much goes, hey, well, he pretty much oversells it, like, it's going to be like a honeymoon because we're yeah. up in the woods. Oh, I own a house. I, I own an entire we have farm. A farm. and We can go up there. We'll live alone. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you about the six other guys I live with. <laughs> and they're basically just going to be our mother. Oh, my God. Oh, God, did I feel terrible for her. When she got there and she realized oh, yeah. she's essentially just their mother. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so fucking bad for Right? Her. And you're like, but also, holy like, shit. I know the name of this movie. Six other women are showing up. <laughs> so, well, anyways, it shows, you know, she gets there and the brothers are like, you know, fighting each other and they're all, but of course she's, she cleans them up. She uh, teaches them manners. Go in court and go in court. And... God, oh, the songs are amazing. <laughs> um, she teaches the brothers all the manners and stuff. Who doesn't really learn manners is the husband. Not really. No. He's already, <laughs> already has a wife. Right. He doesn't need to. What do I learn manners he's for? Succeeded. I'm already married. He even said he's that. He succeeded in showing up, having a big curly red beard that he then shaved <laughs> off. And I'm like, you look 100 times better with that fucking beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, looks yeah. fucking weirdo with, with that, that mustache, beard. yeah. That, that beard made him look a lot cooler. Okay, <laughs> fuck that. Get rid of your... Bring yeah. your beard back, moron. <laughs> so, but then the, they go to this uh, barn raising event thing with a dance, and that's when she she teaches. I love it. She has one scene where she teaches the brothers how to dance, and they are the best dancers oh, in the world. They are amazing. <laughs> that scene, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay. In my notes, I'm gonna see if I can find it this is moment in my notes. One of the best about... dance sequence, and it's and it's actually known among it's film historians so as one of the best dance sequences ever in film history. Oh, it's um, so. It's the good. scene. So. The scene is, to set it up, they're there, there's the six brothers, they, there's six girls they're interested in, and there's six rival guys that also like these girls, and they have this, like, it must be, I think it's an eight-minute dance sequence, and they, it's a they go back and forth, it's a dance-off, and they go back and forth between the rivals and them, they keep going. So, the, the six brothers, four of them are professional dancers. Oh, I can believe it. One of them, I'm watching, and I'm like, the other one is Russ Tamblin. Who, okay. who, you know, who's known for using West Side Story. And, oh, okay. And, uh, but he wasn't a professional dancer, but he was known for um, being, um, he was an acrobat. So that's why he, when he okay. was doing, like, the axe thing, when he was, like, going, oh, okay. like, when he was jumping the okay. axe, so he was doing flips and stuff. And then there's one guy, if you ever watch it again, who was um, paired with Julie Newmar. He did not dance at all, and every once in a while, he would dance with the girls, but he wasn't doing any of the solo dancing. You see him oh. on the side just I mean, watching, I'm going to watch but, the hell of that scene over and over. So, yeah. So- because it's after that where I'm like, I don't need to watch the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're when they're dancing and and the, they have that like beam and the guy's dancing on the beam. Oh yeah. And the guy who plays Caleb, who you know got the red hair and the goatee, and he's super. As soon as you see that guy, you're like, that guy's a professional dancer. Like, oh yeah. As soon as you see they're him all, in the movie, you're like, I mean, oh. I, in my notes, it says, let's see here. This is the movie about six closeted dancers who then have to get married to their beards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, and th- and so, yeah, then it proceeds to go, because now they're, they're, they're all belly ache. Oh, the, actually, right after that, 
I really like the barn raising scene where they're fighting. Oh, the fight is awesome. So this movie's so fucking good. So the fight, it's not good at all. So the fight, <laughs> the fight choreography in the film is just as exciting as the dancing. Like oh, the, when they're is. fighting and it stuff. Is. I'm is. like, holy cow, they're I'm fighting. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is actually a '50s fight. This is amazing. It's fight. really good. Very they, good. Like it's so fun to watch, and yeah, you can see yeah, everything yeah. happening. And there is this is a right. choreographed fight. And then there's a scene when all the brothers are sad because they, you know, they have the women. Actually, I really like that song when they're sad because they're chopping the wood. It's like a long take, yeah. and everything's in yeah. rhythm, mm-hmm. and they're sawing the wood, and that's a really good scene. As much as I shit in the second half of this movie, you're right. It is just, it's so stupid. It's, I just no laugh, I'm laughing through the whole movie. They even when they so you haven't gotten there yet. No. So well, well, do, well, first of all, because <laughs> George oh, Howard Howard Keel. Tells them, oh, oh, I read this thing about in the Bible, in the Romans, what the Romans do. They'll sob and sob and sob and women. He didn't say the Bible in her the book. book. Her a book. book she just happens to bring. You mean the Bible? Is that what you're Because she, she, she had to crack it open yeah, yeah, when yeah. she first got there. Yeah. She I got to do something. I'm going to sit here. She, yeah. she locked herself in her room and said, because this was their wedding night. She yeah. Goes, Nope, not laying with you. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Who essentially kidnapped me yeah. and turned me into your mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, he goes, hey, why don't you go take them? So they 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 bring their sled and they take the women, they kidnap them, throw them in the back, and then they're being chased. And then the avalanche happens, which actually looks pretty fucking good. They, they, that avalanche they looks pretty awesome. the avalanche. Yeah. Because they let and the I'm woman like, scream. Well, and, and while I'm watching it, I'm like, how many people die in this avalanche? <laughs> Did they murder them? It's a pretty people? awesome it looks, fucking it's a, it's a, it's a, When they show, like, a shot of you can see it's a the long snow, shot. and I'm like... And then you see them in the foreground. They found a spot where an avalanche was going to happen like 20 photo- minutes, and then they waited. The photographic <laughs> effects are really, really, yeah. looks really good. But then she's just like, what are you doing? You, you send them back, you know? So yeah. she's like, you know... I don't think no, the movie's pro kidnapping. You know, it's like can't send them back. We caused an avalanche, and now they're we're all stuck proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but of course, <laughs> since the women did like them before, they are like they end up going yes. back to them. You know, all the before, men are before, like sleeping in the in the living room. Before and you they can all say before you can say Stockholm syndrome, they are all head over oh, heels. They are like. They they're sleeping on their cots because and they're like, ooh, which one did I sleep with? Julie Newmar, like, yeah, is like punishes them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's like, Julie Newmar is like, which, ooh, which bed one? Am I? I'm on a bed. And also, Adam has like exiled himself because she really yelled at him. Yeah, because it was his idea. Yeah, this worst idea in movie history. Yes, yes. Okay, get out of here. But but <laughs> as it's but as it's happening, all that stuff. With the kidnapping, you're just, I'm just, I can't help but just laugh at the fucking house. It stupid is hilarious. It's funny. And it's just like, what just, obviously I'm not for this, I'm but waiting. it's just one of those movies. I just accept it because it's so ridiculously and, and silly and I think it's to the point of satire yeah. and it just, it's, it's to me. We're an hour into the movie and I'm yeah. like, hmm. I, this movie's called Seven Brides, and there's one bride, and uh, the other woman kind of hate him now. Yeah. Okay? Well, then it turns out, well, um, Jane Powell has a baby, and then... Yes. And then, so... They don't know whose child it is, no. because they don't understand gestation periods. Yeah, right. <laughs> so when the, when, the, when the men come back, the fathers come back in the spring to get them, and they all don't want to leave now because they love the love the brothers. The preacher, the the pastor, reverend, or whatever, is just like, "Hey, I heard a baby up there. Whose is that? It's mine!" And then shotgun all six wedding. Of them all six say, of them. It's my baby. And then a shotgun wedding. They kiss and the end. The end. Yes, they're they all go. now married. And, and if they showed a literally too so, much from now. 
half of them are murdered this in is a horrible, horrible slaughter. Beautiful. <laughs> this is shot in beautiful cinemascope. It looks gorgeous. Oh, it's so fucking it, pretty. It, the, the music and dancing are great. The performances are spirited and fun. All of them. Oh, this is an interesting thing. So I love the costumes, too. Like, when they go to the dance and they're all wearing a bright colored shirt. Oh, God. That, they're that they're looks basically, awesome. like, looks different so uh, Power Rangers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is interesting. When they shot the film, they were... It was right when, you know, CinemaScope was coming. And they're like, we don't know how we want to shoot this. They shot it. Every scene was shot twice. Once with the 4.3 camera and once with... A widescreen oh, camera. If you, were, if you were to watch this on television, it they would wouldn't be cropped. They would it show. Be pan they show. It would look normal. Yeah. And so wow. I, I have the DVD and it has both versions. Of it. If you watched, I mean, and by TV, I mean TV in nineteen eighty. Right. But but <laughs> but it's now, cool because TV, so if you your actually TV can show widescreen shit. <laughs> so if you watch the other version, it's different because they're slightly different because they're saying okay. things differently because Weird. it's different takes. Interesting. It's that really is, interesting. That is fascinating. Isn't that? that? Is fascinating. So that's kind of neat yeah, how our, this is our cinemascope day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a lot of cinemascopes. <laughs> so I love this movie so much. None of that stuff bothers me because I just think it's silly. It's four stars you for might, me. You might be convincing. <laughs> it's so You're much right. fun it's to so watch. Silly. It's, it's so much so fun. It's four stars. Top, it's one of my favorite and musicals. And I talked to our friend Amber, and she goes, I still love that movie. And, <laughs> she's like, and I'm like, but all those horrible things happen. She goes, whatever. And I'm like, all right, maybe. That's how I feel about it. It's like, whatever. Let's keep this running train going. Three stars. Okay, good, okay. good. Three stars. I got I'm you. Tell you I still have to say, the first half of this movie is so fucking yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a four star, three and a half star. Yeah, thing. It's, I, it's. I have to drop it down in be, some way. In some okay? way. No, this is one of my favorite musicals. Uh, it's great. Um, so it was really fun to watch. Oh, it was interesting. I was reading uh, some stuff on here. Michael Kidd, who did the choreography, he almost turned it down because he thought he'd be like, seeing like backwoodsmen dance. I'm like, that's gonna be stupid. They all look like, amazing. <laughs> right? the, and also the right. backgrounds in this. It's like everything's on a set. Oh, yeah. Everything looks amazing. It looks like they shot it outside. Yeah, Yeah, they did a great job of those backdrops. Because they have a lot of fake trees in there. Yeah, and and you can see where, like, the the, the background starts. But the seam of it is so almost seamless. You're like, it just looks like outside. You know, I'm very happy because after when we came back, I'm talking to some people, and I'm just like, I don't know how Tim's going to take this. Because he loves musicals, but on one hand, he gets really... It's 100% I love musicals. But, 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 but also, you also get... Like, if people, and especially toxic masculinity, happens in a movie, it's usually zero stars. So I'm the like, toxic fuck, masculinity, how is... Really? How, like, what's going to happen? A lot of it is, you're supposed to like him. But in this, I'm like, I'm not even sure you're supposed to like No, him. I don't think you're so either. You're not supposed to agree with him at all. No, I don't think so. You're supposed to go like, they did this horrible thing then it worked out okay <laughs> all right the next movie three coins in the fountain i was really thinking it was going to be a musical I, so well, i'm like it, it starts off with a song like, frank sinatra pre-credit three, song, coins three coins in the like, fountain oh, fuck, we got sinatra this is gonna be this well so this is interesting awesome. and so it's like there's like kind of a song later so this was <laughs> another so seven brides was also 1954 so this is a holdover, and this was also '54. So the other movie, um, that w- one movie we didn't see with Grace Kelly, The Country Girl, um, that we could have seen, but it was out that time. That was also nominated for Best Picture. So we would have seen if we would have watched it, we would have saw three '54 Best Picture nominees. Oh wow! Also, we already saw a '54 Best Picture nominee, The Kane Mutiny. So oh, now that, that should have been the winner. So now we're just well, like I'm sorry, except for 20 minutes, which was the worst movie in the world. <laughs> so Three Coins of the Fountain. It's more of a romance, kind of melodrama. Melodrama. Full fledged, but you know that the moment. 
this movie starts. It's a romance, yeah, there's yeah. like three women, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. just moved to Rome, and well, I'm like, okay. The movie opens <laughs> without the titles, just the song showing yeah. beautiful uh, scenic. Uh, the entire song, like all three minutes of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with uh, with Frank Sinatra, you know, singing. Yeah. And the showing different fountains and stuff in Rome, mm-hmm. and it's just it's beautiful to look at. And then the titles come on, and you're like, okay. And so the titles go, and yeah, I get introduced. Um, one of the girls in the sea. I have, I have to get all the the cast on here. Okay, was it Dorothy McGuire? Was Miss Francis? Was that the one? I don't even remember their names. <laughs> they, they act the two. No, leads. that's not her. <laughs> Who is the main one? Oh, there's the three women. Yeah. Was it Maria? Oh, it was Maria. Yeah. Yeah. That's so Maria her, yeah. shows up, and played by Maggie McNamara. And she shows up, and she's kind of being like a secretary, assistant, whatever. She's like, moved to, going to be a secretary. Yep. And With two other secretaries. Way, in Rome, as secretaries, fucking rich. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, that apartment or that place they have? This is what it's you like, can afford. And I'm like, uh, uh, what? As a what? As a brand new secretary? Right, right, You're going right, to own this right. fucking mansion? So Holy she, shit. She's working with one of them. Um, Gene Peters is... Um, working with Maria at this one place. And then Dorothy McGuire's Miss Francis, she's working with that, uh, played by Clifton Webb, the author, famous author guy. Yes, how old is she? She is clear. like 39 in, in actress-wise. Her act, she was like okay. 38 or 39. She was the older of the three. He was 60. Clifton Webb was, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it was She was least, the older. She at least wasn't 22 because they end up together. Because the other ones were, yeah. And and so what it is is they, they each have their own kind of fellow or person that, that they are getting romantically involved with. Miss Francis was the author. But that doesn't happen until like the last half hour of the movie. It's weird. They say stuff like... She was like in the background. I, I've been in love with him for 15 years and I'm like, you have? When, uh, you, did, uh, you didn't tell that, didn't mention that no. earlier. Well, she, they didn't even really have her. She was more of a background character until like, yeah, the last half but hour. But I'm like, wait, there are the three of them. Yeah. They're all going to end up with somebody. Right. Who's she going to end up with? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. She ended up with the old guy. All right. <laughs> Maria, um, they, she meets, uh, the, she's the youngest one. She meets the, the prince guy played by Louis, Louis Jordan. Louis Jordan, he's the bad guy in Swamp Thing. So I got really excited. I'm like, yeah, Swamp Thing! Anyway. It's Swamp Thing? Yeah. It's 25 years later. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 28 years later, but yeah. Oh, God, that... Yeah, tw- 82. Anyway, so he plays this prince who's a kind of a real women's opera. They said, oh, don't trust him, because when he says, let's go to Venice, that's, you know, he's gonna be, you're going to be one of his Venice girls. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's like, oh, I want to go to Venice. And she's a little naive, and like, we'll do it anyways, and whatever. <laughs> and then... Yeah, well, she like... Well, then she like gets uh, Miss Francis to come well, with. It was kind of Miss Francis's she's idea. like, oh, let's go to like, Venice. Oh, yeah. I'll go with you. <laughs> Secret chaperone. Yeah, okay? yeah, right. Because he just wants. She actively says, "You're gonna. People are gonna think something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's abortion talk in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Even well, though nobody ever bangs anybody. No, no. But Mar- <laughs> so Maria, though, like, she ends up like really liking this guy, and so she ends up like lying, like trying to find out all the stuff that he likes and pretends to like everything yes. that he likes. So she becomes kind of a fraud. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he's like, "Oh, I like someone." This. Then she tells him. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh shit. This is cool. Yeah. And, then, she, she, and he was rightly she upset. Felt, well, but she you know. legit felt bad yeah. and then said, I have to confess. Yeah. And I'm like, because I've seen other movies where they don't. Where do they that, don't. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just like, that's how they found love, through horrible lies. And then <laughs> the third romance was the Dorothy McGuire, which she kind of looks like Rosemary Clooney a little bit. And she, um, not, no, not Dorothy McGuire, Jean Peters. She looks like um, um, 
Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. She's the one that falls in love with the the local Italian guy. Yes. Or, or Roman guy, I should say. And um, The guy who works Italian. at the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's technically not allowed to date him. Yes. And so that gets him in big trouble. Yeah, both of them. He gets fired. Yeah. Well, she does too. Yeah, they're both can. Yeah. And now she has to go back to the America. Well, she lied and said, I'm going back to America because I'm getting married, but she's not. Yes. So that was a weird That was reason. just because she wanted to go back to America. Yeah. So anyways, there's all this stuff going on. But half an hour to the movie, I'm like, where's, where's, where's the next? Where, wait, who's going to sing? Let's go. And then an hour into the movie, I'm like, shit. This movie's not a fucking musical, This isn't a, this is a musical. But here's the thing. I'm like half hour in and I'm like, I'm fine with this not being a musical. It's just a movie. It's a fine movie. Oh, I didn't. I didn't really, I thought it was kind of dull. Um, I mean, it's here. In the fact, thing. if it's there mostly, was singing and dancing in this movie, at least a one star higher. <laughs> okay. I feel like this I mean, should have been a musical. I would have liked it so much better if it was it's a musical. It's mostly because the stuff that actually happened in it, I found interesting. Okay. She was lying, and yeah. she did like her research. Yeah. And some of the scenes where she's like bald face talking about like she did research on art and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, boy. She's just lying her ass off. <laughs> Boy, is she ever a fucking liar. But then when she came clean, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. He does get mad. Yeah. Because he actively thought he finally found somebody. And yeah. I'm like, literally, she was so mind-numbingly perfect. Right, right. She liked everything you ever even thought you might like. She also started <laughs> to play the piccolo. And I'm like, it's just because you play piccolo. Okay? <laughs> just fucking figure shit out. That happens. Yeah. The other thing where they, they kind of, they go on a date. She's kind of... Almost, yeah, that weird car accident thing was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, like, couldn't get it in gear. And there's no brakes on this car. And this oh. truck, and I'm like, dude, do not get in that truck without brakes. Well, that You're was on a, top of a fucking mountain. Well, soon as You're they, fucking dead. As soon okay? as she got in it, I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> what are you going to do? And he's like, put it in gear. And she's like, I couldn't get it in gear. She, like, hits a tree to stop it, essentially. And that was the and Gene Peters character, yeah. And then they start kissing because he's, like, really concerned. And it just, like, it's like passions. And I'm like... I can live with that. But weirdly, the one that is the one that should make me the maddest, where the where the old guy <laughs> literally just she's like the secretary. Yo, yeah, she's yeah. Like the, author, the author. She's gonna leave. She's going back to the US. And yep. he's like, why don't you just marry me? It's Well, he didn't want her to change it because he was Yeah, he's, and he's yeah. he even fully basically owns up, so it's like, it's just because I want you to stay here. Right? Also, you know, you're hot and I'll, I'll bang you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not married. You probably want to get married, and she's secretly been in love with him and stuff like this. <laughs> which I'm like, all of Rome is known, and I'm like, I didn't know, but whatever. Okay. And then he finds out, like the next fucking day, he has some terminal illness. They oh, that's tell, right. Yeah, they yeah. don't tell you what it nope, is. Nope, nope, nope. And then he starts treating her like shit, so that she doesn't get hurt. She doesn't want to marry a guy who's going to die in the next year. Okay, she finds out because the doctor called, and she's his fucking secretary. So of course she fucking found out, you moron. Okay, but then he finds out there's these other romances, and he's just like, you know, some. I'm a rich author. I'm gonna go fix all this shit. And he yeah. does. He goes out and he's like, I'm gonna go talk to the prince guy. I liked all that shit. You did see? I I, I'm I, I tell you, was three, I rolling three fucking stars? I got a two. <laughs> I I would have liked this better. I'm if... giving everything a three stars, Austin. <laughs> wow, this, this freaking episode is stupid. Wow, there you go. That's I don't the... think it's gonna continue. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> wow, two. Wow, you you really did. I gave them all three. So yeah, this is a two for me. It was just I thought it was really dull, and I the, I thought I to me it was an eye rolling conclusion. It's weird as it chugs along. I'm like. I wish I was singing and dancing. I mean, this 
Probably, also probably because we saw one of the most energetic musicals of all time, and then I sit down and watch this, and I'm like, here we go! It might be, nobody kidnapped anybody, and I just watched it, so I'm like, yeah, I'll cut the hoops some slack! (laughs) So yeah, I was was disappointed, and and like I said, I shouldn't, I don't want to be unfair and say I didn't like it for what it's not, because it's not a musical. Maybe I need to watch it again, but I just didn't. I don't know. It was just okay. It looked beautiful. It won Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Oh, it was yeah. pretty damn pretty. It was very, it was very it pretty. Really good. All right. Anyways, very pretty shit going on. But yeah, so that's three coins in the fountain. So you, wow, I'm glad you liked it. Wow, you look at you. Here we go. Cinerama Holiday. I tell you, all the other prettinesses fucking pale in comparison to this fucking movie. Oh. Holy shit, is well, this thing gorgeous. So, Cinema, Cinerama Holiday, we got to go to uh, the theater to actually watch it in Cinerama Scope. And what Cinerama was, I mean, it was even more than just widescreen. I'm not going to say it's exactly like it, but it's kind of like what, the, you know, what IMAX and all yes. that stuff. But Except for like, IMAX also goes above oh, you. Yeah. This is just super wide. Yeah, okay. So it, and it curves around. So you're actually like, it curves yeah. around you. So you're looking to the left. And look into the yeah. right. You're like wearing Jordy LaForge's right. thing, yeah. and you can look yeah. around in it, okay? And That's so, kind of what it is. And so in 1952, they made um, This Is Cinerama, and that was the big movie to the big uh, oh, that the first like, one. Is that like, this is a sequel to that, essentially? There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of Cinerama films. They just said, we have a Cinerama. we got to put these Cinerama yeah. movies out. And so what Cinerama is... is and so they, it is, in many ways, this is like going to the Science Museum and seeing the IMAX yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's a documentary. And so <laughs> they, this is what... Right, it, so it's not two fucking hours long. No, no. <laughs> and this is what it was kind of like. So it was like... Because they, they actually show you in the beginning of the movie like how they do Cinerama. There's yeah. three cameras actually, in there. I was watching and three, like, and three projectors that... I didn't would go. expect to find this part so interesting. It's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, and, they and show that, the camera. They and talk about the guy who died and when he invented yep. cinema scope. And that's all <laughs> shot in 4-3. Yeah. And then you see the plot of the movie, which is essentially they take two couples, and this is a documentary, they take two couples, one um, from Europe and one from America, and they're going to switch spots. Like, yep. They're, they're going to go to like so, um, I mean, I Paris and Sweden. Yeah, they, one then, goes to Europe and the other one comes to the U.S. The U.S. and then they're going to go to like uh, I don't think Las the Vegas. Europeans ever went anywhere near Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> so they so um, they switch spots and so that's kind of the setup. And then they um, show them traveling to uh, Europe and then the, the curtain opened up. Yeah, and, and I, I'm you, gonna tell you, you were, that happened. No, me and too. I'm like I got fucking goosebumps. I did too. I did too. It was nuts. I'm I like, did too. I was like, I was like, whoa, look at this, and it was just, <laughs> it was really cool to see that when the movie was doing point of view shit. They did. They they're in a Sw- uh, Switzerland and they do the bobsleds. Like that was really cool. See, oh the god! Bobsled, the well, bobsled it was race? like it was loud as fuck with the weird well, clanks. But I'm like the bobsled that I remember. If you're on a bobsled, it's loud as fuck. So, so the bobsled that I watched when I was a kid is totally different than this one. This looks really unsafe. Oh, Holy yeah, well, shit! Well, that's all. I'm like, um. Well, they also there's like a <laughs> skating thing where they then they bring out like people which I assume were Olympians. Oh yeah, and I'm like. Ah, uh, boy, they are a lot better now because those guys kind of do some mild skate tricks. It was pretty game. neat. <laughs> uh, well, it was interesting to watch because the way they shoot it, you know, you're like looking all around and like, oh, look at this trick, look at this it's trick. It's so and pretty. It's really cool to look Everything at. Everything is so fucking um, gorgeous. Um, well, most things are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. they're just like, here's a school and well, there's some kids in school. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Why are we I, watching I, this? I know what that looks like. Stop showing me this. I was there once. <laughs> um, When they go to America, I thought it was really neat to see old Vegas. 
Yeah. So you get to see like what old Vegas looks like, which oh. doesn't look very impressive actually. No, compared but also to, like, weirdly, if you go to the cool. old strip, uh, all that shit's still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool seeing that stuff. All the POV stuff was really cool. And I'll tell you this: there's a lot of like vaudeville stuff they have. Yeah. That they show, and I thought that was cool. In many ways, this is a tech demo. Yeah. Of like, yeah. You want to know a cinemascope and how cool it can be? Here you go. Right. And, and, and periodically. The cameras are going to fucking move, and you might get a little sick. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple where they did that. So I will say this, though. So the movie is over two hours. Yes. There is an intermission. So we, 15, minute so we had a 15-minute intermission. So we had a 15-minute intermission. healthy shit. If this movie was done at the 15-minute intermission, it's I'd probably exact. give it a three. I'm going to tell you, if this movie was done at the intermission, three and a half. So I was blown away and entertained. But then and when then we came back, we sat down. 15 minutes, and I'm like... And I don't need to watch any more of this. It, no, and, and, and it wasn't as interesting. Like, they go to a mass yeah, for like 10 even, minutes? Yeah, it was terrible. And you're like, uh... Those monk kids were fucking terrifying. They looked like a terror And then movie. they had some, like, folk singers on yeah. there. And and the, probably the coolest thing at the end was when they do the jet thing, when you go inside the jet. Yes, that the was jet cool. stuff, but that was, like, right at the end. Yes. There's literally, like, after the intermission, there's a solid half hour of, like... At least 40 boy, minutes. That first hour... Was a hundred times better. Than yes, this. I agree. And <laughs> this is so, really fucking I, but it was kind of. I'm glad we saw it, and I'm glad we got to see it, oh, and yeah. experience it in the in the thing. So it's two and a half. I I'm not fully recommending it because I have to go two I and would, a half. I would I watch the first half again. I, I think I, I I'm breaking <laughs> my three star streak. Is two and a half because as much as here's the thing. Yeah. Because there is an intermission and there's no story in this. No. You can literally watch it to the intermission and, and just then go. just be done. Yeah. All the other stuff that happens is just more of the same but not as good. The couples are not interesting either. No, they're God. just really boring. Oh, my God, they're so boring. And they, I fully believe these were not actors and then they do a voiceover the and way, they're talking and I'm like, you guys are terrible. It sounds yeah. like they are reading from a script like this and this they're is attractive. how they're dialogue. They got, they got attractive people <laughs> yeah. but they yeah. didn't get attractive people who are also talented in any and, way. Well, you know what Hollywood's full even, of? Attractive, talented it people. It didn't even need to be, you know, um, talented. Like, even just charismatic. Just, yeah. I mean, how about a little charisma? We went to New York City, and there's literally showing, for the after the intermission, <laughs> they go to New York, and they show, like, the skyline in New York, and I'm like, yeah. boy, I wish this was good now, <laughs> because it's just, a, I've seen the skyline in New York, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I don't I, know, but the it was cloud shit and stuff in the beginning was so yeah. When that opened up, yep, yeah, yeah, I me too, had me too. Fucking yeah, goosebumps. I did too. I thought that like, was oh my god, this is fucking. Phenomenal. I thought that was really cool. So it'd be neat to see more Cinerama movies. It would be, but see, you have so. to go. You have to see them, yeah. and they have to be made specifically for this. Yes. we've seen other ones that say, "Oh, this is a Cinemascope," and I'm like, "It's just really widescreen." But yeah, yeah, it yeah, but, have the. The Boeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can so see if, things. So if angles. you get the Blu-rays, there's, there are um, not all of the Cinerama films, but most of the Cinerama films are out on Blu-ray. And when you watch them, they're in a curved letterbox. Yeah, and it works. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having, so, I watched a little bit of it yep. when we got back. Yep. After our traveling yep. time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've seen them too. I've seen them too. Yeah, yeah. And I have a big, I have a projector at home. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking watch it there. So that's Cinerama Holiday. We got... Wow, two more left. We're breezing through we seven are, movies. Look at that. These. We are breezing through. So, My Sister Eileen. This was one that we it just kind of fit in. There wasn't really necessarily I a reason. I've never heard of this movie. Have so, you ever heard of it? So, I have heard of it. Okay. Um, I heard of it because so I I love Jack Lemmon. He's one of my favorite actors. And when I when I like an actor, I look up their filmography. So, I've seen his filmography a bunch, and I know that this was one of his early films, and I knew he 
he it was a, more of a supporting role in it, so I knew that. Then I also did it was it was based off there's a, a 1942 movie and was which was of... not a musical. It's Rosaline Russell that was okay. in it. And well, what I didn't know, too. it was actually originally based off of a play. Also, I didn't know this was a musical. So, uh, did I, you? I just thought it was going to be like a screwball right, comedy. The, the joyous new musical. It's on the poster. Right <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the poster when we walked in. I didn't I didn't see it. I did. Cause take a look at that poster. It's, it's worth looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Lee in there. Oh, she's, she's gorgeous in this movie. Anyways, so my sister Eileen, it starts off and you hear the narration. You see like... Greenwich Village. Here's Greenwich Village in New York, and and there's no titles yet. And you hear um, Betty Garrett, who plays Ruth. She's narrating the beginning, going like. Yep. Then she talks about her sister Eileen. She's like, "My sister Eileen," and then "My sister Eileen," and then it's, boom, the title shows. The first song starts, and I'm like, "Awesome!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musical. I did not know, and I'm like, because <laughs> you know, like I said, I was disappointed in Three Coins in the Fountain not being a music. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh yeah, here not we go, baby." baby. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, Betty Garrett plays Ruth. Um, I've seen her in a, some musicals before. In 1949, she was in Take Me Out to the Ball Game and On the Town, both with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. And she is so funny in those movies. This is her first movie in six years because she was blacklisted. Oh, really? Yes. It's the mid 50s. Blacklist was still on. I yeah. thought okay. she was. Yeah, she, they they hired her, and I don't think, and that's why. I mean, she's essentially the lead in the film. She is third build in that movie. Yeah. You know, but she is the she's lead. She's the main character yeah, in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Her sister Eileen is why it's called My Sister Eileen, because yeah. the main character's sister yeah. happens to be named Eileen <laughs> and is like a hot blonde. Yeah, so <laughs> Janet Lee is in there, and this is two years after Houdini, which we reviewed, so okay. it's two years after that. Um, and very different performance from very Janet Lee. Very different. Very different. Very um, different. Actively better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's, Houdini is uh, like she barely, she barely. Even I thought she, no, I liked her in the movie, but, she but it's a different performance. In that movie. No. She barely factors in that fucking movie. So this the the, the premise is kind of that. Well, the, there's two girls that are trying to make it. One wants to be a Ruth wants to be a, a reporter, and Eileen wants to be an actress. Yes. And they're going there to make it, but the, her whole life. That's why she's called my sister Eileen because she usually, if she meets men, they like her until she meets. They're her sister yeah. Eileen, because her sister Eileen is probably more mainstream, whatever, attractive or whatever. But Betty Garrett is still pretty cute. Oh, there's nothing I wrong mean, with her. There's nothing wrong no. with her. She's fucking Janet Lee. Oh, yeah, she's fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, uh, but Betty only, Garrett. She's only the second hottest movie star in the world. <laughs> but the movie starts off where they're, they're looking for an apartment, and the, the character, Papa. <laughs> oh, God, I love him. He's awesome. He's played by God damn it. Kurt Kasnar. So fucking amazing. Yeah! I came out of nowhere and I'm like, oh my God, this movie is so, this movie is fucking movie perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad you like it. I was worried about this one too. Because there's oh. some skeevy stuff occasionally. That's just awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow, I'm so, I'm so happy that, that, that you like this. Good. So Kurt Kasnar plays Papa and he's, great in the movie he's like every every character ever the, the performance in this this isn't a realistic movie it almost feels like a live action cartoon it like does, the way they are degree. acting to a degree especially pat uh papa jack lemon is like the most real person yeah yeah, yeah yeah but anyways he you know he tries to go hey you don't want this apartment come over here and it's like is it up no it's down and they go down oh, to the God. apartment he's, and he's <laughs> I gotta watch the movie again. It's so fucking good. Um, I I watched it twice. Oh, <laughs> I watched it again oh last night. Before I did not know. Came home and I watched. I watched it again. <laughs> so we haven't gone through everything yet. Everyone needs to see my sister Eileen because oh, I really really like. Correct. It. I'm breaking my three star thing. Four. It's four. All the fucking way. There's it is nothing in this movie I didn't love. So, and I'm, actually, okay, I'm gonna say three and a half. 
But I also I can almost guarantee if I just keep watching it, you know what? It'll be a four star movie. So I'm with you on that. So I'm a three and a half right now, but down the line I might give it a four. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a phenomenal, fantastic, fun movie. Anyways, <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves, of course, like every every episode. No, let's go on the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, she they get this apartment, and I love the scene when they're you know everything's breaking, you, you, the door handle's coming oh, off, and the kitchen. Oh, here's the kitchen. He opens it up, closes it. Here's the bathroom. Opens it, closes it. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's, let's see this they're place. Building the subway. Yeah, yeah. Underneath, they, they, she leaves, <laughs> and all of a sudden, it looks like an earthquake. I don't know how they did this effect. Because the, the whole room The entire shakes. fucking set moves. It's, it's so great. And then they're like, oh my god! And they go on, they're like, the, the room was going. And it's like, oh, they're just blasting underneath. You'll, you won't even notice it. After. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> By the end of this movie, where they've lived there for a month, they don't even care. Yeah, they don't even care. No, whatever. Yeah. They're blasting, sure. And, and so, and then there's a neighbor... Played by Dick York, who's fucking awesome. Oh God, in this he's movie. so good in this. Dick York he's, is from Bewitched. His entire, he has his own character arc, and I loved it. Actually, <laughs> he's probably the best male character in the movie because oh, yeah. not once he, does he hit on he them. Doesn't it? He actively does acknowledge that they're beautiful, but, but he never he has a girlfriend, and he's like. Oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna get to well. This girl's pretty hot too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a movie. It's a yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But I mean, she's Eileen's gonna go to like a audition. He goes, well, if you, the only reason you wouldn't get the part is if a woman just hates you. <laughs> okay? That's the only reason you can come up with. Okay. Well, and then when he's when they're when they're gonna go out doing their thing, um, both Papa and Dick York are like. They sing that song. I'm you're, you're great, but no one knows it. Da, 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 da. And it's a fucking awesome song. It's so funny because when they're like, now you say it. We're great. No one knows it. And oh, I want to watch this movie over and it's over. It's so funny. This is one of my new favorite fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, I'm so happy you like it because oh me, me too. Me too. Me too. And movie out of nowhere. Yay! Yeah, I, I this was a huge Never surprise. Never even heard of this fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I knew about it. I don't know why you it's not on people's lists. You just heard about it as a Jack Lemmon, yeah. early Jack Lemmon. And but why? I, I don't know why it's not on people's list. So we haven't even gotten in to no, the dancing the, the dancing in this movie. Oh my god, the so, dance off the first day the real oh, hold, dance on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get there in a second. So the two love interests, well, one of the love interests, so Janet Lee, the, she uh, meets uh, Frank Lippincott, played by Bob Fosse. You know who Bob Fosse is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw him in the credits, and I'm like, this has got Fosse dancing? All right. And he this choreographed it as well. And, I, and he's in and it, yeah. Thing, if you know Fosse dancing, you're like, oh, that is Fosse dancing. And it's not just that. The people who are doing the Fosse dancing, yeah. the ones who go all the way, because I don't think Janet Lee is particularly... Oh, she, she does just fine. She does fine, but she is, there's the two guys. There's yep, the big, yep, big yep, dance yep, yep, yep. when yep. they're just together and yep, they're yep, like yep. waiting on Eileen and yep, her. Yep. So they that guy. Off. Oh, my dance is so fucking awesome. So, so he, so she meets uh, Bob Fosse's character and he's like trying to get her auditions and stuff. Well, there's this other guy named Chick played by Tommy Rail. He was one of the brothers in Seven Brides, so he's also a dancer. So he's makes there, sense. Right, That's right? what happens when you when you can dance. <laughs> so That's he plays. He ends up being. Big piece of shit. Which is why this movie's awesome. Yeah, because he Dick York gets him. That was awesome. Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, Dick York comes. Here he Dick comes. Dick York is a wrestler. Oh, <laughs> well, when he's... he's he's a pro football player wrestler. He is the quote unquote bruiser. He is bigger than the other guys. The scene when he, he isn't like what we think. When of he's trying to big. kick the bag, and then oh, and God, then she pulls like, so him. It's yeah, a yeah. great game. Yeah, yeah. It's a oh, now. God, anyways, anyways. So Bob Bob Fosse like sends like, hey, I got this audition for you, and Chick Clark like, hey, I know a guy who'll be the piano player or whatever and so they walk her to it 
And then while they're waiting for her, because they both are rivaling for Eileen's affection, and Bob Fosse and Tommy Rail, they have a dance-off. It's not a song. They have a dance-off where they're doing little hat tricks. They're yep. doing flips. They're doing crazy shit. The Bob Fosse's choreography in this movie is so unique yeah. and so good. Um, so there's a scene where all four of them go out on the town and they go, hey, look at this bandstand. And they, they and they all pretend to play instruments. Mm-hmm. And the choreography where they're, they're like they're, all drunk. And they're, <laughs> but they're snapping their fingers. They are yeah. doing really unique things. Very unique moves that you wouldn't see in normal musicals. And I think Bob Fosse was really innovative in that, coming up with different things. And it was so cool. And then there's a sweet um, dance number between Bob Fosse and Janet Lee that's not as crazy as far as the dancing, but there's like little snappings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was very romantic. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We're like chugging along. We're an hour hour in the movie, and I'm like, I guess Jack Lemmon's not going to sing in this. Oh, here he comes. He sings. Wanna... He's fine. Talk sing. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. fine. So Jack Lemmon's, Jack Lemmon's character plays Bob Baker, and he is a executive at some newspaper ma- magazine. Or no, he's a magazine where he like publishes stories, yes, right? And uh, like some, yeah, they had sent. Like her, like one of Ruth's friends yep. or publishers or something had sent stuff. Well, back to him. for yeah, because they're from Ohio. Yeah, and, and like go to New York, he'll get you. A so job. Betty Garrett, yeah, Betty Garrett, um, goes there and she and she's like, hey, wow, you wrote these romances? I thought you would look ugly. Pretty much is what he would say, but yeah, probably because he said he, spinster he, is what he said. He thinks that old ladies write these yeah. crazy romances in which like, I thought you'd be a spinster in which, and... in which everything goes sour. Well, in the romance, yes. And so he says, well, why don't you write something you know about? So she writes, well, my sister Eileen, yeah, a the story. The reason everything goes sour, because I have a hot sister who takes all the men. Right. <laughs> so he reads that, and he's like, wow, this is great. I bet you really do have a sister. And she's like, you know what? No, no, no. That's me. I'm Eileen. I'm, I know. That's me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, so now he's the, going, wow, I'm going to try to get with uh, her. I think he kind of knows already. Right. He but isn't he, that, I mean, kind of, he gets a little skeevy, but also I think he's also like, mm. well. I think, because he's actively yeah. saying, the reason people can write well yeah. is because it's something they know. Mm. And you wrote this amazing I think he's trying to get to the bottom of it. Kind yeah, of. part of that, yeah. But anyway, so he has a song about him trying, and, and actually, as, as skeevy as it, it kind of is sometimes, it's funny. It's a funny, it's funny. musical it's number funny. where he's going after her, and she's like, oh, trying backing away, and then she opens up a door and opens the bedroom, and she's like, oh, let's go. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> but just her reaction to it, like, just... Um, just to go back to Betty Garrett, her comic timing, she is such a great, and it's, it's a pity she was only in a handful of films, because she is so funny. She's so she's good, so, she's so talented. She's fantastic. She's so in good this in this movie. movie, yeah. She's got, I think she was in her mid-30s when she made this, and she's yeah. fantastic. Um, if you've ever seen On the Town, she's the one that chases around Frank Sinatra, and it's fucking hilarious. She's just, come to my place! You know, she's just going after oh, I've him. I've seen that, but I, I need to watch it again. She's terrific in it. But she's great in this movie, too. Janet Lee is also really good. And playing something somewhat different, usually she's more of a strong-willed yeah. person. And not that she's not she's strong-willed in this, but she's... She's like, breathy voice thing? Breath, and kind of... I wouldn't say ditzy, but naive. Yeah. And, and well, too trusty. She too actually trusty. knows, walking around, yeah. she'll just get stuff handed to her. And she's <laughs> like, she doesn't, she knows she she's going to get this stuff. She isn't going to, like, turn it down yeah. necessarily, but she also she isn't going to use it that strongly. No. If you want to, because her love interest has just been, he runs, like, the restaurant that she yeah, goes yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets free meals. The Walgreens. 
was Walgreens. a Walgreens. Yeah, 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 yeah soda Walgreens. Jane was a soda drink. I mean, but yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. Walgreens yeah, had yeah. like a diner in it. <laughs> Bob Fosse's actually really good in the movie. Like he's really he's funny, he's charming. Um, Bob Fosse's character. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. liked him. Oh, yeah. Now I was reading a little bit about Bob Fosse about this because he ended up becoming a pretty. He directed five movies um, starting in 1969: okay. Cabaret, Sweet Charity, mm-hmm. Lenny. All That Jazz and Star 80. All of them are great movies. Mm-hmm. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be the next Fred Astaire. He wanted to be a star. And I am shocked that after this movie, a producer didn't see him in this and saw that he did his own choreography and go, let's fucking give him a contract to star and choreograph his oh, own yeah. movie. He like, why, why didn't he become the next... Because after this, he ended up directing Broadway shows. So that's, I mean, maybe. No, no. So he directed, obviously, Chicago was was the big one. He did did Chicago and Sweet Charity and all these stuff. But I'm like, initially he set out because he wanted to be a big movie star dancer like Fred Astaire. Um, And he he totally has the talent to do it. Oh, yeah, he definitely He's so good. What else? Oh, and then, so the big finale of the movie... (laughs) Like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. This is a fucking entire Brazil Navy. So what, what happens is is um, Ruth wants to get a story, and so what Chick wow. does, Chick calls Chick. up. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, hey. He doesn't say that he's Chick. He's like, hey, I, there's, I'm from the so-and-so newspaper. Come down to this uh, the Navy shipyard and talk to the Brazilian Navy for us and for human interest story. When Chick is introduced, yeah. Chick is supposed to be part of like a double date where chick is ruth's date yeah but he's just, just all like, over just like every other instance i'm turning over your sister in my head all day yeah that's what just, he says he, he yeah. basically elaine is on a date with two guys and yeah. her sister's just there okay yeah. that's what's happening <laughs> so anyways uh, at the end though so she goes to this the navy thing to meet the brazilian people at the same time chick comes in and tries to essentially rape oh yes. janet lee she but, right away she's like rack Called yeah, Dick York. I, Dick York. I, when that happened, I was I'm cheering. Like, I was like, yes! luckily, she happens to know a fucking wrestler friend. It's like, oh, nothing possible. I was so happen. excited. I was <laughs> like, yeah, get him. I was literally cheering when that happened. I was like, yes, go get oh, Dick God. York. But then his storyline goes weird because he like, because she starts crying because she was almost raped. So he's and so he just hugs her, and and it's the most innocent thing you've ever fucking yeah. seen. And his and his girlfriend sees his it. Girlfriend and, like, and, ah! his, and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's Ma- mom, mother yeah. both see this. Who didn't know that she was in a relationship? No, they didn't anyways. even know because she yeah. was. You know this fucking scene movie. Yeah. There's a bunch of shit that happens in this fucking movie, yeah. and it's all amazing. So the ending, <laughs> the the big finale ends with her going to the shipyard, and then the Brazilian Navy sees her. Is definitely attracted to Betty Garrett and starts chasing her. Oh yeah, kind of like an old cartoon. And she, they chase her to her house. They you they see go, literally this entire yeah. ship's worth. By the time she gets there, there's six goes, left. I lost most of them <laughs> on the subway. So so six of them come into the house and then they see Eileen and then they're all over Eileen of course. Yeah. But then but they're still also all over her. But they then, have no issues. Well, then Papa comes and Brazilians tries to help him out. Got to use their dicks, right? Okay. Well, Papa comes out and tries to help him out. Yeah. But then, because he can speak. But then someone says conga, and boom, they they oh, lose God. the shit, and they start Just doing the conga line. Say the word conga, apparently. And then there's another really great dance sequence oh, going back where they're pulling her back and forth, and oh, and they're going so underneath good. their knees, yeah. their, their legs. They and use the conga to escape. Oh, it's yeah, <laughs> and well, and then. There's a running, the well, there's, anyway. a, there's a running gag in the movie where 
apparently the person that had their place before was a prostitute. They say tarot card reader. Yeah. She entertained people. Yes. So and the cops the cop, actively see two attractive. Yeah, but they're like, oh, we goes, don't we don't do this down here. So her, keep her clean so down then here. when the conga <laughs> thing's going on. People look and they're like, hey, it's a conga. Everybody goes in. The entire fucking neighborhood. And then the <laughs> cop sees that and is like, holy shit, what the fuck? He thinks like it's an orgy or something. So, <laughs> so he heads down there. He arrests them. And so now they're in jail. That's right. They're in fucking jail for a while. Yeah. And then they get out of jail because the Brazilian Navy is like, oh, let's pardon them. So then well, <laughs> well, the ambassador like only, only lets his girlfriend oh, out because he but, knows the captain he's like yeah, hey he's could like, you uh, can you leave the leave the, leave oh. the mother-in-law in there <laughs> and then and the, wait, she's like bye mom <laughs> it's so silly she gee mom oh, i'm God, sorry said, and then so then they at the end of the movie the um jack lemon shows up and he's like he apologizes and says i like you your sister's beautiful but i want you yeah and then well he's like yeah yeah you're beautiful your, your sister's sister's more beautiful yeah beautiful. But, you're like, and he kisses her and that's a great cooler. kiss well yeah, here's yeah. the thing that's the weird thing about this movie she gets her job and gets the man. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Eileen gets married. She's fucking Eileen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't get a job. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? No, she doesn't. She doesn't have an acting job or anything. Her whole story hasn't, like, completely come around. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was cool. But and then it ends with their, the, the Brazilian people are there, and they're, you know, they're all apologizing, and they give them some medals or whatever. And yeah. then they mention conga again, and yeah, boom, well, there's a big says, conga. All I said was the word conga. And, and they go then, crazy. Conga! And then the end of the movie, and that's it. So yeah, no, I I I'm with you. I love this movie. Um, I it's... had no inkling. No, me too. About this movie. I was. I didn't know who the who. I thought Eileen was gonna be Jack Lemmon's sister. Yeah, okay. this was directed by um, Richard Quinn. Quinn was he directed a lot of movies. He made like five, six, seven movies with Jack Lemmon. Oh, okay. And he also started Blake Edwards' career. Blake Edwards started writing yeah, for I saw Richard Blake Quinn. Was and so Blake Edwards started directing movies shortly after this, or even the same year, I think, he did a movie called oh. Bring uh, Smile Along or something. This movie and has... There's so many things in this movie yeah. we didn't even mention. No, just absolutely. So joyous. I do... One of my favorites, I have, like, I'm going through my notes. Early in the movie when Betty Garrett is putting on her makeup and she goes outside... And the kid sees her, hi, mom, <laughs> because the kid sees her in the makeup and it's all, uh, oh, yeah, it's all the shit out of her face. Like doing her beauty re- <laughs> yeah. regimen. Yeah. Right, right. So seeing that. Dick she's York like, makes like this weird thing, this joke, because yeah. he has, he's out of work. Yeah. So he's doing all the whole housework. Yeah. But not sewing. That's woman's work. Yeah. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he does everything. Laundry. He does and... laundry. He's like, he's like doing all the other things that are typically at the time called women's work. And I'm like, I think he just can't sew. Okay? No, no. I think that's just, he just know, doesn't know how to sew. I think no. that's 100% and, I, and we haven't talked about a lot of it, but Betty Garrett has so many one-liners in the film. And she's just so hip. Oh. hip. And it's kind of reminded me of a little bit of how Jane Russell's one-liners and gentlemen prefer blondes. But oh, dude, this movie. If... This it's movie, so fucking okay. Fun. In Three Coins of the Fountain, if you would have put Janet Lee, Betty Garrett, and some musical numbers in that movie, holy shit, I would have loved that movie. Uh, it could have been awesome. <laughs> and you said this is a remake uh, for original. I wonder if that's even yeah. anything worth trying. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. But here's the thing: I I want to just watch that dance number. Any, I'll, I'll just, I'll, here, there's four big dance numbers. Movies, are all good. They're I all can good. watch from the beginning to end and enjoy the entire thing. It's all fun. <laughs> so and then the dance numbers are just part of the fun. Well, last last night, I'm like, I, I want to watch it, again, but I'll just I'll watch. A little bit of it, and I watched the whole fucking thing. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't stop watching it. It is so good, but yeah, it's it's so close to a four. 
Like, I almost want to give it a four. I think it's, I think like, it's one of those ones. But it's a three and a half. Ask, really me, high. ask me after I've watched it three more times in the next six months. It's, okay, it might be more. And again, more. I didn't know but how you... After I show this to people, this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. This is... I mean, we've discovered yeah. other movies here. The gazebo. Is, yeah. Is a and I would happily watch the gazebo. Yeah, I want to show this one. But if I now get anybody who asks me, just tell me when we should watch uh, My Sister Eileen. <laughs> yes! That's what I'm going to say. It's so good. And I can't believe... So... I went back and I was looking at reviews and I was looking at like audiences reviews yeah. like on Rotten Tomatoes and they're all like, eh, it's an okay musical with some good dancing. And it's a, I'm like, this movie is gay. It is so it's, good. It's good. She's lying to him, but it it legitimately comes back to haunt her and stuff. All these things, which is what I want oh in a movie. God. I loved it. I thought it was it was so good God, and I so entertaining. Love this Yay, movie. my sister Eileen. Okay. I love this movie. Well, then we had to see another let's, movie let's at midnight. Talk about the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> to right. Helen, to Helen back. It's a uh, sure World War Two movie. Here's the, here's the thing about the Helen back. Yeah. This is one of those important movies. Yeah. Because of fucking Audie Murphy. Yeah. And if you read the story about what what Audie Murphy and all yeah. that shit, boy, I wish this movie meant <laughs> did it made me feel like any of that shit meant anything. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny because we just got done watching this. Musical where I'm just like, oh my god, and then I'm like, oh, we got to sit through to hell and back. To hell and back. It's a, here's the thing. This is from 1955. Yeah, I knew going in. This is a war movie about insanity shit yeah. that this guy did. Yeah, but also I knew this isn't going to be as dark as it should be. Oh no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no. You made this movie now about the. It's going to be more of a. You would leave that theater. Balling your yeah. fucking eyes this out. This is more of a rah rah, yeah. America's great, yeah. whatever, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, so any, so uh, yeah, Audie Murphy, he, he lives on a farm with his family, and his, his dad's not there. But so he's got what six, five brothers and he's sisters. He's got a bunch. His dad and, has abandoned yeah. them. Yeah, and so his then his his mom ends up dying, but he ends up becoming he drops out of school to yeah. run, be the head of the family or whatever. Essentially, working for a farmer, and he has an older sister who's moved away. Yeah. Literally. And she helps to get him in the army. Right, right. So then eventually, like, he's like, hey, I'm going to go to the army because this farmer, the guy he works for, says, you know, he said, hey, you well, should go to the so army. Join and... the service. Because he wants to join the Marines. Right. And, and then he's going to join the Navy. Navy. And, and the then Navy they shits just... on him. They all say, go to the army. army go to the like, army. Isn't the Navy like the poor man's bullshit army? But then, soon, but soon as they go, as <laughs> soon as they go to it, they're all like, oh, he's the acting sergeant. I'm like, what? What, did I miss? Did you, I miss something? You did. You missed the fact that Audie Murphy moved up the ranks pretty quick. Because it was like, what? There was like a reel was missing. I was like, what? It's weird. This has... This has biopic-itis to it. Yes, degree. absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah. And biopic-itis means it jumps around and you don't know where you're at at time frame yeah, sometimes. It's like, you're just uh, like oh, what's going he's on? in the army. Oh. Well, it starts off where actually there's a younger version of Audie Murphy. Yeah, he's pretty good. And that guy's pretty good. Yeah. And then Gordon Audie Murphy G- shows up and that 35 guy, that 33-year-old <laughs> guy is now 15. Okay, whatever. Yeah. He plays himself, it makes sense. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and Audie Murphy, he's fine. He's fine. He's a fine, yeah. fine actor. He went through... He was an attractive guy who ended up in the news a lot because well, he won every award so that you could ever fucking imagine. He's <laughs> subtle for his acting is probably an understatement. Like he's really subtle with his acting. In fact, so subtle that at times it seems like he's a supporting character in his own film. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We should probably talk about Audie Murphy before we talk about. Yeah, yeah, too. go ahead. Because there's a lot of people who have never fucking heard of him. Yeah, yeah, Audie Murphy. Because if you're a younger person, we have heard of him because we're older. If you're a younger person, Audie Murphy in World War II was the most decorated anybody. Yeah. And I think on either side. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay? And I think 
he might be the number one in American history. Yeah. When you, if you watch this movie, you will see shit at the end of it that will look like, well, that's just dumb. That never happened. <laughs> uh, that fucking happened. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The shit where he didn't die and you don't understand why he's not dead. Yeah. Correct. Somehow he just didn't die. Yeah. Okay. He killed so many fucking Nazis. Yeah. Okay. He sure did. Yeah. And so what they did is then, then he made a book. By, made his own book to Helen. Yeah, well, and so ghostwritten it says right there. Right, right, right. Doesn't make sense. He's not. Si- he, he wrote songs later. <laughs> six six years after the book, then they made this movie directed by Jesse Hibbs, who I'm not really familiar with. Um, it's also in CinemaScope, so the widescreen photography looks nice. Yeah, yeah. It's um mainly most of it though. He like he has he meets a bunch of like soldiers and stuff. So you got like the one guy that's really into the girls. You get the one guy. I mean, they all they're all kind of yeah, the arch types. There's a Native American guy it. named Chief. And yeah. I'm like, I wonder if that was real. Or if it was just say, <laughs> oh, we're gonna make a war movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder how much was like Hollywood up yeah. or how would you know? Um, it's just a series. It's not really a, a like a, line, a linear plot. It's just more of a a series of events, just sporadically of like, oh, this is when he did this thing. This is and when. He went over here and met this Italian girl and banged her. And this is when he went. Yeah, I guess he banged her, I guess. I mean, it's Hollywood, so we're assuming in real life he he pounded on her. Um, But... uh, but he, they show like some earlier, yeah, yeah. earlier combat he's in, yeah. and then he gets promoted again. He just repeatedly gets promoted, and then Murphy, you're now a sergeant, and he's like, "God damn it!" I'm like, "Well, then it was funny because then when he becomes like the lieutenant, he makes everyone else like, okay, you're like, the corporal, uh, you're the sergeant.' Yeah, the, the first person to shit on him for for a promotion, he goes, "Oh, thank you, good job, sergeant." No, why did I say anything? <laughs> I mean, that shit's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. So. I would say the first half of the movie, I mean, I kind of like the beginning. First half of the movie, I'm just kind of like, man, it's just jumping all over. I don't know what's happening. But the last, like, 45 minutes has some pretty awesome war scenes in the film. For 55. Yeah. There's some blood. But, like, but but the scenes where, like, they're battling the tanks. Yeah. Um, Actually, one of my favorites is when they're, probably my favorite scene in the movie, that 20-minute extended scene where there's, like, they're in that field, and then there's, like, that, like, barn or farm thing that they're at. And the Nazis are in there, and they have to go in there and get oh, them. Yeah. And when he goes in there, there's that scene where the Nazi shuts the door, and he goes with the machine gun, and then the door opens. You see the Nazi like uh, go down. I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, like, there's, there's some, some, there's some pretty cool. There was like, some cool action. This movie I was thought hugely successful. Yeah, because this. Has shit. You watch a movie, yeah, and sometimes the shit in it is so stupid. And it, yeah, that never happened. Uh, the stupid shit in this movie fucking happened. <laughs> and if anything, it was crazier than yeah. in this fucking. Oh, movie. I'm, I'm sure it was. <laughs> so I thought some of the action stuff. So I was kind of getting more into the some of the action stuff at the end. The way it's written, I don't think it's necessarily Audie Murphy's pro, uh, fault as an actor. Um, though, you know, he's not the most charismatic actor, but he, he's playing himself. Fine, whatever. Yeah. I just thought just how everything is written, I just, it was really hard for me to get totally involved, totally engaged into everything. It was just more like, oh, this is when he did this. I think I would have liked if, if this was actually done like a book, as in chapters. I'm like, hey, this is when this thing happened. Oh, this is that when this thing could, happened. That, yeah. Instead of trying to make it a whole story that connects. Because yeah. nothing Cause really it's connects. It's an hour and 40 minutes long, and I'm like... There's a good section in the beginning where he's not even in the army. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, boy, <laughs> I happen to know for a fact he does a lot of shit in the fucking yeah. army. And they got to cram that um, like an hour. <laughs> so while I'm watching it, like especially towards the end, I'm like, I was kind of um, appreciating the filming of some of the action scenes. Well, there's some shit that's gorgeous. Yeah. Some of the sh- – because they – the army was very much in on this because mm-hmm. he's fucking Audie Murphy. Oh, yeah. So they said, sure, you want some tanks? 
There's oh, eight yeah. of them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some pretty impressive stuff into the movie and stuff. But it does have that kind of U.S. rah-rah-rah stuff that I'm just yeah. not a big fan of, really. Yeah, but like, I mean, eh. for on Audie Murphy, for yeah. this stage of yeah. Audie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think, if you make an Audie Murphy biopic now, yeah. the shit... Because oh, Audie Murphy went dark. through horrible PTSD. Yeah. Yes. Nightmarish. Yeah. Which is why, in some of this, I'm watching and I'm like, he literally had to do that shit again? <laughs> yeah. He had to fucking take yeah. a fucking fake machine gun yeah he had to he threw a grenade Mm -hmm. it killed a bunch of these nazis that were in this bunker his idiot friend gets up and celebrates gets shot yeah and he goes down and the guy's last words are just murph yeah he's asking a question all the guy says is murph and then keels over and i'm like I guarantee that's what fucking happened. <laughs> and that just... Yeah, that was like scene. the best acting in the movie was when Artie Murphy, you, they close in on his face, and I'm like, he's legitimately really fucking sad and pissed at the same time. Yeah. And so he goes up there, those guys in that bunker are dead, he grabs the entire oh, fucking yeah. giant bunker Takes machine everybody. gun, pulls oh. it out, goes to two other bunkers That's, and just slaughters them all. That was totally Rambo. Like, holy shit! That was total Rambo. It was that like, was totally <laughs> Rambo. And it was totally like, that's what he fucking did. That's fucking crazy. That's yeah. fucking... And, that, and, and, the, yeah. and the thing is, having recently, before this, yeah. I read up on Audie Murphy. Oh, and I did like, not. I happen to know for a fact... That's only the second most badass thing he does in the fucking army. Because it happens later on where he fucking goes on a complete insane rampage yeah, and kills yeah. so many fucking guys. Yeah. And he's like running at them. Yeah. And they're just fucking missing. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. And it fucking happened. Yeah. And I wish this movie was fucking better. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. No, it's so- boring as Fuck until until you actually are like yeah okay. I would say the Audie first Murphy is a badass. The first but half also, I was uh, the first hour of the film I'm like eh, but the last third of the film has some cool stuff in it. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I'm gonna give it because I think two and a half sounds. I, I was I, I was added two until I, I was added two until the last half and then yeah. I actually like. I, some I of guess the I'll stuff. go two and a half. But the thing is, I want to see the movie that takes place after he's out of the army. Because he becomes a fucking legit yeah. movie star. Yeah. And his first successful movie is a Western directed by a German guy. <laughs> and apparently that is some of the most, like, awkward shit. That would be an interesting... It's like a Western from, like, 1950, well, which no. we could end up seeing. But, but that would be an interesting movie. Like, I would love to see a movie about him, like, being a movie star. Yeah, he's like, trying that to... Would be cool. but, that would be cool. That would be cool. he also legitimately... It's like he's discovered Let's by somebody. His, uh... Who discovers him? I can't remember oh, who discovers know. him. But Murphy, well, he mostly he just told him you he died in seventy one at the age of forty five. Yeah, oh, he died in a plane crash. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, he died wow. in a plane crash. He wasn't very old. Uh, him and like a bunch of other people on that plane. Yeah, it sucks. Plane, film the small planes are a fucking nightmare. Do not get on them. <laughs> no, Man, you are fucking gonna die. <laughs> I people don't talk about so. how plane air flight is the safest. I'm like, no, big commercial jet airliners are safe as fuck. Just go to just go to the Associated Press and type in plane crash, and you will find out. Oh shit! These small ones crash all the time. They don't even make the fucking news because they're so fucking often. Okay, they crash all the time. People just die on the left and right, and then periodically famous people run it, so they put it in the news. So okay. that's our seven movies that we yeah. did. So best movie for you is going to be My Sister. Ellie. Oh, and for you, it's Seven Rides. You're a bad person. But <laughs> but my sister Eileen is really close. Oh, I love wow. Seven Rides. Okay, I love no, Seven Rides. That's fine. Both of them to. are You're great. Allowed. Seven Rides. I, I had Brothers. forgotten that there was even a chance I, that I anything love could be Seven Rides. I've seen but, Eileen for you. That's also why I watched my sister <laughs> again too, because I'm like, I gotta see. God damn it! But it's movie it is really is good. So fucking and, phenomenal. And I've seen Seven Rides a bunch of times, but I also watched that another time too. 
because I wanted to make sure. Oh, you you watched it. You watched it twice since I saw. I watched it. both. Well, Le- yesterday I watched both uh, Seven Rides and my sister's extra song. time after yes. we sat in that movie theater yes. together. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I wanted to watch them both again just to make sure. But yeah, I, they're both fantastic. But for me, I, my sister Eileen kind of has an edge just because I knew about it, and I, at the most, I thought it was going to be, it'll be a mild three star. At the worst, it'll be a two. And when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this movie's fantastic. This like, movie is so fucking good. The, the music, but here's the thing. Well, so That's my biggest surprise. Yeah. But don't, that's only because it was after Cinerama Holiday, yeah. which I assumed, well, that's my biggest surprise. I thought this would be a, a boring, it's it's a boring that was pretty, for yeah. like the last that third of bad. it. Yeah. But that first hour is like, it's really uh, good. this yeah. movie's fucking really it cool. It was really cool. <laughs> but then I saw a much better movie. <laughs> my sister, oh my God, my sister Eileen's so good. And I don't, and again, I, I already said this before, I can't believe that this, when people are talking, like film historians are talking about old musicals, this needs to be talked about. Because oh I so think, because I think the Bob Fosse dancing is so good. But even besides that, I think the movie's very funny. The movie's funny. fun. But, it's but, funny. but uh, the, there's legit cool shit that happens. There's other people. And this wasn't an MGM musical. So this is, oh, that's, so, so this was, this maybe, is a non MGM musical. So this wasn't in that's entertainment no. until the, like the third one where they finally folded in some of the other. Studios. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's entertainment where they showed like the best stuff, but this yeah. needs to be shown with that. Like that clips of the, the best musicals. I saw that and I've seen like that's entertainment. And so when that, this will make, I'm like, why have I never seen this? This is probably, like, I would put this on the list of best musicals. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so it's good. Really good. That first dance-off thing, yeah. when they were doing that, yeah. they were literally just outside, yeah. and they start dancing, and that one guy is, Chick is being kind of a, like, hoity-toity weirdo yeah, 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 with his yeah, yeah, yeah. head, and the other guy is, like, learning to do yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's immediately just as good as him, and they just <laughs> fully, he's Bob Fosse. fully start fucking dancing off. Yeah. And I'm like... That's amazing. Yeah, Bob Fosse is fucking awesome, and uh, you're not going to beat him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Best perform lead performance by an actor. Oh Jesus, criminy! I mean, there's a that many a, as far as by lead a, by a dude, yeah. right? Is what I would say. Car- I, well, I, I'm gonna give Cary, it to Cary Grant. Cary Grant is really good. He's just classy. I mean, I didn't hate Kirk Douglas as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, it's Kirk Douglas. It's Kirk Douglas. Uh, I'm looking at the Cary other Grant. movies. I mean, Audie Murphy. Audie Murphy is not going to be up there. There's like not Howard Keel. There's the one scene where he legit looks mad <laughs> yeah, because his yeah. friend has just died, and literally his yeah. last words were "Murph." I'm like, holy fuck! I wish this movie was better because that should that should hit yeah. harder. It only hit me hard because I'm like, that's what fucking happened. Yeah, and I just fucking watched it, and it was kind of boring. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> so Cary Grant maybe. Probably Kirk Douglas because he's the only one. I mean, I could be weird and say Kirk Douglas, but Kirk Douglas. Howard Keel. It's hard to gauge him because of yeah. the weird, the weird voiceover yeah. thing. <laughs> I thought he did pretty good as far as that is yeah. concerned. But um, best actress. So man, that's hard because I really like Grace Kelly, but Betty no, Garrett. It's Betty, Betty, it's Betty, Betty Garrett. Garrett for you. Betty Garrett. It's Betty Garrett. It's I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Grace. I'm gonna say Grace Kelly. Well, you're that's oh, fine. Really? You're allowed to like the hot. <laughs> but chick. but Betty Garrett is really was really it was really good. No, Betty Garrett is. Um, I, uh, I, that movie just was so. She like was oh my fantastic. god, that movie was so fucking good. Supporting actor. Um, well, we could do Bob Fosse. I think but but I might so do. Good. But I might do. How old um, was he in that movie? He was like 28. He looks older, but I does think. he look older? Yeah, I, I thought he looked older. younger. That's because I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to say I kind of like Dickie York. Dickie York or is really even good, Kirk actually. Kastner as Papa. God, actually, I'm going to have to go with Kirk Kastner. 
Oh, Her as kid. Papa? God, yeah. he's so funny. And, like, right off the bat, yeah. they're, like, looking for a different a different apartment. And he, like, convinces them to go over here and rent from him instead. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. that place, they act like it's expensive. And the price he 65 says is like, oh, that was free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's 55 but it's still New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I, I'll probably give it to Kirk Kastner as well. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Supporting actress. I mean, I guess Janet Lee's kind of the co-lead. They're kind of co they're, they're, they're co-leads. Co-leads. They're co-leads. And she's... Yeah, and she's still good at it and stuff. I guess supporting actress, I would actually go, that would be that supporting would, actress. I give the Jesse Roy Landis for the mom and to catch a thief. Yes, she's, she's awesome in it. She's awesome. I would give it to her. She's yeah. I have to agree. It's almost certainly that. Okay, here's one. Since we have enough of these, best dance sequence. Oh, the, the dance off in uh, some rides. Yeah. Followed, there's followed by that dance. What, which dance off? The dance off. The hat. Thing? The hat dance off. The one. Oh, where, that's the one. Okay. The, the one where they're waiting outside. So that's Both your... the girls have gone inside. Yeah. I can. I can say so girls yours. because yeah. in that movie they call all women girls and they call all men boys <laughs> in the entire fucking so, movie. <laughs> so in uh, my sister Eileen, the dance off in that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. going. To, oh no, you're right. Actually, it might be some right. I'm going. Up. I'm going God to the dance off. That's what I mean. Oh Which dance off? Because they're both good. Oh, I watched so many good dancing. <laughs> um, I would say seven. I'm gonna give it to seven brides, but it's oh man, that that dance off. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stick with my my okay. sister Eileen okay. just because when that happened, it blew me so far away. I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck, what just this happened? This was. Did I just watch that? Oh my god! I'm, I'm, I was the second time I had goosebumps. This was a pretty good. <laughs> you liked uh, five of these movies. I gave a lot of three stars. <laughs> this I this might be your. Lot. This might be the episode you liked the most. That's I the think. weird thing. I you also like the most movies. I didn't know what you would think about Ulysses. It's yeah, I didn't my care for it. I was actual like interest in the Odyssey. Yeah, and I, how much it was like strangely really accurate to the Odyssey. <laughs> I was mostly thought it was dull and yeah. I jumped around a lot. And I'm yeah. just like, what's going well, on? I mean, and... I mean, the Odyssey is long because it's yeah. called the fucking Odyssey. Right. Okay? <laughs> Maybe if it was a big epic. I mean, I don't didn't. I think they made they like even a... kind of tell the story in this in the same order. The the Odyssey okay. itself, I think, tells the story. Well, I know in the two thousands, <laughs> yeah, I guess. They, in the early two thousands or late nineties, they did an Odyssey TV movie with Arma Desante. Yeah, I remember. I that. never I don't saw it. I never saw it. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening again. Um, if you want to follow us, um, we're on Instagram. You can listen to us on. Everything where you can get podcasts, and yes. also if you want something to say or or have a suggestion or disagree with us or have an opinion on anything, uh, filmgeektimemachine at gmail We'd love to hear from you, um, and we would share your message and email on the on yes, the podcast. Yes, we will talk about you. <laughs> yes, we would probably positively. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um, Unless you really, really like one of the movies I hated. <laughs> play it against <laughs> Sam. They're like, oh, play it against. I, Sam. I love that movie. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Or Tunnel Vision is a masterpiece. What are you talking about? We both yell at him. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, um, I'm Austin Kennedy. See you next time, Tim Kaiser. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. I fucking already did it, asshole. (laughs) Bye-bye.